Warning, this chapter of Distance Nerding was recorded live, which means there may be strong language, unsuitable for children, and unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for everyone who claims to be human. Parental discretion is advised. You already know what it is. You are now watching and listening and experiencing the distance nerding. <laughs> is there no Jamez? Sweet and spicy jam. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hey. Part of the He's hangry fours. Hangry fours. She's <laughs> peckish fray. He's starving young Phil. It's true. He's snacking Jamas 5,000. Oh, and he's nom-nomming Shadoo. <laughs> and I'm just here. And we're here, <laughs> here to nerd together. together. Nailed it. That's Nailed the second time. Until the last second that we forgot Shadoo. And I was like, there's talking and I need to do it. <laughs> Speaking of awesome things, ladies and gentlemen, this is the very first time in the history of the internet right here on Distance Nerding that Fours and Shadoo share a screen. Oh, crap. Hold on. It's true. It's damn true. You know, it's Jamez. You know it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, Jamez is jumping ahead. Oh, I got He's mine jumping. ready. You guys are jumping ahead. Hold on. Let's 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 get into this stuff. James, you have a line. Let's go. Oh, we're talking about anything pop culture, news, movies, food, music, wrestling, comics, whatever you are nerding out on, we want to talk about it. Follow yeah. us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Threads, YouTube, Discord, all the things that dist. I don't know. Are we supposed Stop to keep going? Oh, you're supposed to keep going. Okay. Guys, email us at dist. You know, the oh. sauce tonight is going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to try it. Sweet and spicy mm. jam mambo number mm. Nerding? I like that. That's going to be good. Nerding number five? It's I needed nerding. a little more mambo in my life. <laughs> At AOL.com. All right. Let's just move right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this week on the deck. Woo. Would help if I have, have the screen up. All right. This week on deck. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the Geek End update. Oh, we are back from Oregon. <laughs> That's yep. it. Okay. Yep. Who's hangry? Yeah. Mambo number spicy jam. Let's go. Starting rumors. Rumors. What, what if we had them? What if we had some rumors? Uh, what the if? download. What's, What's the deal the with news, news today? today? <laughs> Double voice this baby. Let's go. We need your Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal with news today? There we go. You guys, the, the your delivery is terrible. Uh, <laughs> and of course, speaking of a double helping, we've got a double dose of the breakdown. Ooh. 
Two we're going breakdowns? worldwide. Woo. World between multiverses with a double breakdown of Loki and Ahsoka. Oh, God. It's going to be a four-hour show. <laughs> we're going to bust through. It was, it. Go. And it wasn't going to be already? Exactly. Let's go. But before we, be, before we move on, guys, before we do anything, of course, but first, let me get a shout-out. Shout out to Poddex. In fact, this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are a unique interview question and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand, unless the palm of your hand is holding sweet and spicy jam and mambo sauces. <laughs> but five. anyway, mm-hmm. if you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more nuggies, get more engagement, level up with Poddex and check out poddex.com. Use code nerding10 for 10% off. And that's good on the decks themselves. So I don't know if you guys have, have checked out Poddex lately, but Poddex are amazing for podcasters because they they generate some amazing questions from so many different genres and they're so good for interviews so good for um uh, comic-con panels that we just used them at this past weekend so Mm -hmm. make sure you choose or use code nerding 10 for 10 percent off yeah and they're always updating them too Mm-hmm. Like with new questions, so that's awesome. See, and close-up magic. Yep. Close-up magic is the top, only reason you want to do it. So, not to yeah. mention the fact that it's about time we gave a shout out to Dubby. Oh, Dubby! Dubby is an emerging brand of energy drinks created to help focus, concentration, reaction time with no jitters or crash. There's no maltodextrin, sugar fillers, artificial colors, or dyes, and it's keto-friendly. Dubby contains Neurofactor, a nootropic derived from the coffee fruit. Neurofactor helps give your brain focus and clarity, while the 150 milligrams of caffeine and the three essential B vitamins help you stay alert and energized. You can find out more if you head over to Dubby.gg. Master, what code do they use? Where? I'm so glad that you asked. I love doing this every single week. You utilize code NERDING10 for 10% off at your checkout to get all the flavors of Debbie that you just love so much. But you know what? I'm actually pretty hungry tonight. And that's the Turtle Hermit way. Let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) Roshi's excited tonight. Roshi is excited. He's ready for it. But before we we get into the first segment, guys, we got got, got to really talk about this because it's time. For more on this story, let's talk to our on the scene um person, <laughs> our place or thing. Um young Phil, young Phil, are you there? Uh, are you there this young is Phil? this is young Phil in the field. Uh ladies and gentlemen, uh we are reporting here on Distance Nerding being on Comic-Con Radio. Uh listen to Distance Nerding and our second show of Comic Conversation via comiccon-radio.com uh which will be showing up in the chat very soon if you want to click on that uh look for distance nerding podcast even including this episode you are currently watching or listening to uh and a new comic conversation each week on comiccon-radio.com slash podcasts uh back to you Frey, in the studio thank you thank you thank you young phil uh excellent excellent 
excellent report there. And now we're going to what? Oh, yes. James 5000 would like to talk to us about a show, Meadow, Meadow something. James, you have more on this. Please, please tell us more. Hi, are we live? Are we live? Yes, yeah. Let yeah. me know when we're live. John, we're live. James, <laughs> yeah, you're live. Are we live? Check hey, your team. Hey, hey, man, are you, are, are you recording something right now? Metal Art Comic Con 2023 <laughs> was this past weekend in Grants Pass, Oregon. So much fun. Those goofy kids that were running the panels were so funny. I gotta tell you, those those crazy wacky distance those three kids. No, so much kids. fun. We had we had a good time with with all the vendors, all the artists. We saw so many friends. That's like the best thing about going to these metal art comic cons and Medfords is the community and all the friends that we're we're finding. So shout out to uh, Amy Hun Yi, one of the amazing artists that were there. Um, shout out to Wayne the Unknown who held it down and did a great job at the cosplay contest. That was amazing. So many cool friends and. And vendors, um, I gotta give a big shout out to the the guests, the celebs that were there because they were awesome. It was great talking to Kathy Garver again, the the voice of Firestar from Spider Man and, and his amazing friends. That was awesome. She was incredible to talk to. Joey DeAuria, a good friend of ours. We I think we've interviewed him like three times. We had dinner that night together. It was so cool listening to all his Hollywood stories. And then brand new to the to the circuit, Griffin du Puato, who was amazing. He's a Filipino voice voice actor and he's like one of the biggest ones like he's got the biggest properties under his belt and he was like the coolest guy yeah. he's like uh the second lead in spider-man miles morales he's spider-man wow. like oh that's, that's really cool. super cool he, he plays Genki, yeah. and then on top of that he's also playing uh we, we all a bunch of us in here already just played street fighter six right mm. mm-hmm. no <laughs> he plays bosh i haven't he plays bosh oh and i know Forrest... oh yeah that's what you guys were talking about the other day okay yeah. all yeah. right so i mean it's pretty dope yeah so that was amazing and then uh the great chase masterson who was a, a delight to talk to she's from star trek deep space nine she played lita um she was mm-hmm. she was awesome it was just so cool meeting all these new people so shout out to colossus girl um, and um metal so Archive. jealous yeah, yeah. <laughs> also i forgot so the bit because james was supposed to be in the field and i just interjected so there we go thank you james <laughs> are we thanks live? when are we going yeah. live thank you thanks james cut cut his mic whoever's got him cut his <laughs> All right. Uh <laughs> Are we live? for the weather. Are we live? <laughs> and Comic-Con. now to force for the weather. No. This past weekend. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, I know everybody's excited for this because everybody's hungry. We all skipped dinner so we could do this. Uh, and I'm excited. So uh, let's bring I'm, back. I'm, I'm proud. I'm just so proud that everybody took it seriously. And we're really doing this. <laughs> well, guys. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? No. To, I have to try all the new sauces. There's nothing this funny is... about that. Intro yeah. the segment. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. We are, we are bringing back a segment that we haven't done in a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back the return of Who's Hangry. Sorry, I'm on Yeah. Yay. I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Can't you see I'm hungry? I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Yes, I'm really hungry. James, how much did you miss that Ooh. theme? <laughs> I play it all the time when I eat my McDonald's after the show. Right. When I'm crying. <laughs> myself in the corner. So I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Which one are no, we it's amazing. First? I can't wait. Sellers? This is fun. What are we what are we starting with? No, here? I gotta say though, I gotta say though, Fours had the brilliant idea to be like, hey, there's brand new sauces. Let's all get them and try them together. Right. So I'm like, oh, I think yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. gonna suffer this caloric nightmare by myself. All of you are gonna suffer <laughs> with me. <laughs> 
the intro to this is that there's two new McDonald's sauces, and I don't remember last time they had two new sauces at the same time. So right. we're gonna try them. I forgot what mambo and sweet and spicy jam taste like, I, but we'll we'll I see. Like, what was it like? Uh, uh, they're both breakfast sauces as well. No, no. no so so the, sweet the sweet and spicy jam spice. is supposed to be breakfast, right? But it also mm -hmm. works with nuggets. Mambo was supposed to be like a vinegar ketchup. Is what it seems like. That's mm -hmm. why I'm gonna try it on a burger. See how it goes. That's if, actually if what I'm serves, doing. All right. Is if it serves as a ketchup replacement, right? Because if it doesn't, I've got my trusty barbecue sauce to, oh, to uh, wash that flavor away. All right, let, let's run it down. So, Frey, Which what are you, are you going to be eating? Nugget? I'm doing a chicken. I'm doing a chicken nugget. I will be doing fries and nuggets, but I'm doing nuggets first. Mm -hmm. Let's let's pray you get to pick which one we're gonna do first. Mambo. Put her on the screen. <laughs> Mambo. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Everybody, we're gonna go, did I not? Mambo. Did I hesitate? We're, <laughs> we're we're gonna go down the line. Basically, the idea here is um, everybody's gonna take a taste. You're gonna you're gonna tell us what your initial feeling of the of the sauce is. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we just move on to the next person on, on, on each in a line. Uh, also, the, hopefully the I don't vomit. Also, for the audio listeners, uh, what I'm gonna what I'm what I'm asking you guys to do: so describe what it smells like, right? Mm -hmm. And okay. then say and then tell the audience what you're putting it on. So then that okay. way, you know, you can kind of give and then and then what it tastes like with the sauce and whatever. Uh, so, Frey, yeah. let's okay. start with you. By the way, let me just say this: um, I don't know if this helps our ratings. I don't know if this helps our numbers or the algorithm. But um, for this episode. My dog has never been so interested in this podcast ever. <laughs> oh, he is I, yeah. thoroughly involved. Mine's right next to me. She's like not leaving. I'm pretty sure if oh. I wanted all three dogs up here, they would all get up here and be oh, like, yeah. hi, we're on camera. Like, they They're like, you have food. All right. So we're going Mambo? Yeah, we're starting Mambo with Mambo. First. Mambo number five. What, what does it smell okay. like, y'all? What does it smell like? I Okay. So what I smell, I smell some vinegar. Yep. Yep. I do smell like a ketchup or like a barbecue. So like I feel like a tomato base is probably that's right. And I they do. Did, they did smell say some... this was like a Washington D.C. type. Right? Yeah, it, it's kind of to me. It smells like a like a ketchupy um, barbecue sauce. Like it's got both those mm. elements. Okay. And I can I can in the back of my throat just smelling it. I can feel the heat. So I know it's going to be a like a, a a spicy experience. Oh, so. it's a spicy. <laughs> All right, it's a spicy meatball. Okay. Put, 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 put it on the screen. Everybody do it. Everybody do it. Everybody do it. Everybody do it. Oh, oh. Oh, everybody's taste. Damn it. What? We're, why not? Everybody do it. Everybody taste the mambo. Shoot, I'm waiting for my turn. Okay. So, uh, all it right. does have that. It's got that spicy barbecue. Really, what I taste is like heat. So, I'm thinking it has some sort of chili pepper in it, but it's not like a jalapeno heat. It's more a habanero or a, a smoky pepper uh, taste. So, it might actually be like a, oh, the, what they put the cheese in. What are they called? Anaheim peppers. It might be something like that, but it's got a little bit of a spice to it starts as soon as it hit whatever it's on so my tongue mm. is kind of a little fiery and it's not really bad fire no. um not hot ones fire here people uh no. and then like the roof of my mouth but like down my throat i don't feel it at all so it really it's kind of just like the first thing it touches and that's what overrides it but i think it's a good taste it's, it's not it's like not a, it's it's a little citrusy too there's yeah a little, it does kind of have something like in there yeah. yeah so that's so good. Well, right. I like did you guys yeah. both try it on a nugget is what you tried it on yes mm -hmm. yes I got a, nugget. a chicken okay. nugget right. 
Okay. Uh, Forrest, go ahead and take a bite and let me know what you think. All right. So I just tried it on the nugget, and uh, it's it's a sweeter and yet more heated Heinz Fifty Seven, basically, which it was okay on the nugget, but but let's let's try this this ketchupy formula on the burger and Ooh. see how delectable it'll be. <laughs> What kind of burger that makes the difference? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it a quarter pounder? Is it a so for this <laughs> particular experiment? I specifically ordered a double cheeseburger plain, no pickles, no other condiments. I wanted the full effect of the sauce, the cheese, and the burger. Survey says that this mambo sauce goes better with beef than it does with chicken. It gives the burger, it, it brings out the burger with the heat, gives it a nice delectable flavor um, that the 57 kind of doesn't, you know, provide. I would say that this sauce is not for mild lovers. It's got <laughs> some more heat. Not. It's got some more heat than mild, but um, you know what? One one more tiny little thing. Let's, let's try one more thing. And it's also not for mild lovers. You got to be full on lovers, not some mild lovers. Mm-mm. Got to be yeah like and it's this is a brazilian lover sauce this gets a fair score with the fries it doesn't really mix well with the fries but it works if you ran out of ketchup or something so it's a good backup ketchup sauce but for the whose turn is it i'm kidding (laughs) i love you i love you pray um no but it's it's good with the chicken it's better with the beef though so definitely Mm. use it for your burgers if you're going for that next cool all right good to know yeah the fry tried it with the fry too while you were and i actually i prefer with okay. the fry but i don't have the beef so i don't have that to compare it gets hotter all the yeah it gets hotter it does. Than you eat. Mm-hmm. i think it that, yeah should do let's hear it oh that, i mean i kind of already already gave it uh it's really good i mean I'm, i really enjoy i am not a very spicy uh person well mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a spice lover uh but no this was mm-hmm. really good this was like a kind of a good balance definitely yeah. very vinegary i think that kind of yeah. helps with the whole ketchup vibe and all of that it's Mm-hmm. It's different. Kind of reminds you of the sweet and sour, but if you added a lot more spice to it, yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. No, I really like it. I feel. I feel. Yeah. I'm not much of a, a spice guy, but it feels like it's just enough on the first bite. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. That's fine. But like, as I've had a couple bites, I don't know how I've shoved three or four nuggets in my face. <laughs> <laughs> while you guys were talking but it definitely <laughs> felt like the heat got heat not more heat mm-hmm. okay but i did get it that more heated for some things that are Ooh. really hot they just like overload all of They're your like taste buds so you whatever. don't yeah. even feel it after that this one it's like a slow burn yeah mm-hmm. and it's that's exactly it's like, what it is so some things uh with spice some things are like just spicy for the sake of it this is really yeah. kind of spicy with a reason there's mm-hmm. there's you know it's not like oh we've added spice to this and oh my god bill that's the name of the episode spice with a reason. I like it. I'm actually gonna write <laughs> that down go. right now. I'm actually gonna write that down. Um so, so I did I did try something a little By the way, bit the packaging is doing it. <laughs> Oh yeah, right, uh, I, I did try it with something a little bit different. Uh, I, I so uh, Forrest did it with you the, got a breakfast burrito, didn't you? I wish. Uh, For <laughs> Forrest did it with the um, with the double cheeseburger. I did it with the quarter pounder. Let's go. Uh, oh, and and right. we know that the quarter pounder like it has it has a completely different taste by way of um, of like the beef, like the way the, the way the beef is prepared. So um, it does definitely bring it out. Um, like kind of bring out like the spice, and you get kind of more of a of the vinegary taste in that. Um, 
I try, I also tried it with a nugget and the way that I kind of have the, what I have akin to it, the comparison that I make is almost like a, like, like a sweet, um, spicy Thai chili. Ooh. That's, okay. Oh, that's mm. good. On the yeah, chicken, I could absolutely see that. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like what it tastes like to me is like a spicy Thai chili on the nugget. Or a sweet chili yeah. jelly. Yeah, which, too. which, yeah. is actually, which is actually what we're trying next. Literally is right. sweet yeah. chili jelly. It's, it's literally a sweet chili. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the flavor that's on there is, uh, uh, I mean, just because it's, if you know what how, how they make the nuggets, it's a uh, twice fried, um, the, the 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 batter is technically a uh, American Chinese style, right? When I say that, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's like the um, the same kind of type of fry that they do in like most Chinese restaurants, right? Which is yeah. very American thing, if you know how that works, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it, 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 it almost tastes like <laughs> a sweet Thai chili, like, like, or like a sweet chili, uh, um, like Chinese dish yeah. almost with this sauce on the yeah. Burger, it's not bad. It's it's. I mean, I'm, 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 great. I'm, yeah, I've I've like pretty much demolished this burger, right? But I mean, like. <laughs> There's, you still got a like, whole other sauce. Save it. The you other no, it. I'm 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 saving the other sauce for the nuggets. All right. So that's that's my critique on this. It's it's good. I'd get it again. Oh yeah. 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 So, yeah. so before that, and I'm Hispanic. We, I like spicy. So so before we before we hit before we get to Jamez, I, I say before we move to the next sauce, let's definitely give this a some kind of number out of ten. So right. Let's hear from James first. I kind of chimed in as everybody was going. I agree a lot. We should do that. It's it's a little bit of the heat, but it's like just enough, just enough. It's not. Mm-hmm. Overly spicy, so I mm-hmm. give. And by the way, that I was mentioning the packaging. The packaging looks really cool. Like this picture doesn't do it justice, but it's like nice and shiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for back for the packaging. Um, <laughs> Dude, it's like I a hollow this... Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yes, <laughs> yes. I will give this uh, eight spicy tongues out of uh, a ten-piece nugget. Nice, awesome. Mm. Bray girl, what's your score for the mambo? I'm gonna give this an eight. I feel like I'm on. Hot Ones Beginner's Edition <laughs> out of 10. I'm so excited we're all doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, we haven't done this in a while and this, this is great. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to give this seven and a half, seven and a half holographic packages out of uh 10 melty cheesy burgers. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Hmm. I will give right. this, um, I'll give this eight unknown spices. Ooh. Out of 10 pounds of burgers. <laughs> that is 10, <laughs> 10 burgers. Sorry. Sounds that like is, a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do it. Go. Let's get sweet and spicy up in this. Well, oh, should do have. I, I haven't given a rating. Yet. Oh, come so. on! Gotta get <laughs> in there. Skipping him, dude. What the hell? I'm, my mouth's on I was, fire. Come I was on. Going <laughs> with the park here. Um. All right. So I'm gonna go uh, seven point eight five three 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 three. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, seven point eight five three 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 three. Out of uh three three. I only have nuggets. Out of ten. Mary McFries. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> out of ten Biggie cheeses. All right. So. Oh. Ooh. I like how marginal that score was. Marginally. <laughs> it's living in the margins. Absolutely. All right. So number two on our taste test, we Let's have go. sweet and spicy jam. Ooh, I'm excited. So I'm with fry. this one again, fry. Frey, I'm going to have you open yeah. it. And I want you to describe what you're smelling. Okay. Oh, this one oh. is a little floral, y'all. It is very floral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. Ha- it's like a tea, like a jasmine tea almost. Ooh. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, or even like a what an orange blossom tea, like that, something like that. It's it's very um yeah, that's a, interesting. It's probably more orange blossom, I think. Um, and it looks it's like very jelly. Yeah, it's yeah. very jelly, 
and uh, I'm going to have it on a chicken nugget. But yeah, really the thing that, that overpowers me is that like tea floral smell. So I'm going to take a bite. I see what you're saying about the floral smell. But the mm-hmm. look of it, it looks like um, sweet chili sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks just like sweet chili sauce. Let me see here. I think that's what's throwing me off because it looks like sweet chili sauce, but it's not sweet chili sauce. So it's got a, the base of it is sweet. It's like a yeah. sweet, almost like a, a bergamot smell, like a taste. And then the chili kicks in a little. Very after. Yeah, but mm. it's not, it's not really, it's not as spicy as I thought it would be. So yeah, it's, it's nice. And it, I, I think it pairs pretty well with the chicken um once you get through the layers of crust um it does <laughs> pair really well with the chicken um yeah and i can feel it going down my throat so the heat does continue down my mm-hmm. throat which is different than the first one the first one was just in my mouth so that's new and exciting but yeah i really <laughs> like it it is very jelly like yeah. yeah i'm feeling the heat in my pinky toes i don't know <laughs> what's happening <laughs> all right <clears throat> my uh sorry sorry for it no, go, go for it, it. go you, oh. you first my you, you first um, give me a chance to taste more <laughs> right but, uh, uh my immediate reaction for some reason when like it went in my mouth was like oh fruit loops <laughs> that's what it tastes like, like that's the taste it is i yeah it is initially fruit loops and then it gets it gets hotter yeah spicy that's fruit loops. it is spicy fruit loops flaming hot fruit loops people <laughs> I've got to give everybody ideas. Well done. <laughs> that was well done. That was really good. I was thinking Fruity Pebbles, but it's totally Fruit Loops. Yeah. It's like so the immediate. Immediate I, observation. I it. It's it's interesting. Immediate observation. And I, I mean this with every fiber of my being. This particular sauce, I believe, was 100% meant for the McDonald's biscuit. It, is. it needs to go on the biscuit. Now, it pairs very well with the chicken, mm-hmm. which... I'm not going to fault, but if you have that issue of like, if you ever go out, you know, when you get like a McDonald's big breakfast and then all you have left over is your biscuit and your jelly, this is what you put on that biscuit. Yeah. Now to, mm-hmm. to do one, do you want better? I don't know if y'all's McDonald's does this, but here down in Florida, man, McDonald's, we, we have the, um, we have the, the spicy, oh, I'm sorry. We have the McChicken biscuit here. Yeah. We have that here. I, so yeah. I think with a little bit of butter, this sauce and the chicken, that McChicken biscuit will be a freaking masterpiece. You got the McGator down there? The, she, yeah. How about this? The chicken sandwich that they have. Mm. That would be good yeah. to you. Mm. Largest McDonald's hair better with a sandwich. biscuit, though. Mm-hmm. Largest, yeah, largest, I can see yeah. that. In Florida. I just feel like that. Which is actually what they, um, if you go back and read the um, the thing from last week, if you read the description, um, because when I went to go get the picture, I looked at it, and um, the description actually like mostly talks about eating it on a biscuit. Mm. So it's, yeah. it's, okay. I can definitely see it being something that was meant for a biscuit. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Too bad they can't like preloaded on the biscuit. That'd be nice. Wait. I'm not a fan of it with the fries. Yeah, that was good. It's it's okay. It's it's not. It was clearly not intended for that. So how's it on a burger for us? You know? No, no. You're not doing that. The burger didn't survive though. So, like I. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The burger Mine did, already... but but not a good combination. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, def- I'm definitely over the weekend because every other probably ever every third Sunday of the month we will give in and just get breakfast from McDonald's because it's two streets up. Mm-hmm. I am going to probably try the uh chicken biscuit with this sauce that that point in time all right and i'll give you the official force feedback then. Oh, about to say, about. yeah no uh i mean overall 
Let's get into ratings, because uh, I was just about to like, start rating it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go down the line. So, so Frey, let's get a rating here. What do you, uh, I know you're like half, you know, chew through right now, but what is your rating of the uh, the sweet and spicy jam? This one, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it an eight as well. I like it, and I think mm-hmm. with a, like a biscuit or more of a breaded thing, I, like, you know, a sandwich type, I think it would be really good on that. And so, and I don't have that right here, so I can't. So I'm, I'm, I'm also grading it on potato. Potential. So I'm saying eight. I'm just going to say eight out of 10. I don't think it needs anything else. It doesn't need a fancy yeah. schmancy thing. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. It's well done. Uh, Force, right. go ahead and give us I am going. I'm going to give this this sweet jam uh, eight biscuits out of 10 unfinished big breakfasts. <laughs> Wait, Force, I need you to say that again, but I need you to say it in a DJ voice. Like, you know, like you're one of the, the slow jams kind of DJ. <laughs> Fours is going to give this eight biscuits out of ten unfinished big breakfasts. And then, <laughs> there you go. And then, and then this, is, and then this is where the radio, uh, like, like the DJs change, right? And DJ she do yeah. comes on. <laughs> DJ she do uh, in the morning. How do you feel? <laughs> How do you feel about this song? Welcome back to WBMC Radio Station. I'm your host, S H D U. And I'm giving it. He's going he's he's going full uh uh NPR right now. Just and I am giving it <laughs> nine flaming hot fruit loops. Uh, yes. Out of ten. <laughs> I, I completely forgot what I was gonna do. <laughs> like, like I was there. Out of ten forgot. morning show uh, hosts. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give this eight flowery, flowery, uh, fruity, loopy, spicy jammies out of 10. I agree. This should be on a biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> Cookies. Oh, no. Cookie. <clears throat> oh, he's saying I need to say my rating like George Takai. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> ten flowery de- thingies out of ten. Oh my! Okay, uh, James, <laughs> it's on you. Oh, you guys uh, gave your opinions. Yes, it's on you, sir. Oh, good. I'm glad. You know, I uh, I'm happy with the mambo, the sweet and spicy jam. I don't know if it's because it looked like sweet chili sauce. I was expecting a certain flavor, and it wasn't that flavor. And it, it was more like marmalade or something like that, some kind of creamy lady marmalade. And I'm not down. <laughs> with that so i'm gonna give this four leftover Ooh. nuggets out of oh. 10 cheeseburgers that i could eat in a challenge mm. <laughs> cheeseburger ready <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, i wasn't feeling it i wasn't feeling it oh, first of all too marmalady for me that's, that's what I'm, 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 I'm that's what i'm saying like I understand the marmalade, but but James, what store are you shopping at if you're getting creamy lady marmalade? That's <laughs> ooh, ooh, that is spicy. I'm, I'm shopping at the Moulin Rouge. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> creamy, <laughs> ma- creamy lady marmalade. Oh god, that just became something completely different. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on. <laughs> creamy lady marmalade. Let's yeah, let's move on. Oh my god! All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for who's hangry. Uh, we we need to do. This this again soon because this was fun yeah it was a lot of fun it's been a while since we've done a who's hangry and i and i'm happy we did this so uh ladies and gentlemen moving on from here it is now time to start some rumors i don't know where to get in their nose but i'm not mad if tonight it comes true oh let's start some rumors i want to start some rumors with you with you with you
All right, let's get into some rumors while you're all snacking away, and I'll, I'll get your tacos on the table or nuggets on the table in a second. But Zack Snyder's Justice League has disbanded, according to a new report. The superhero team of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, The Flash, you know, with Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, Ezra Miller, they're all gone. It's all being tossed away from the Gunniverse, the new DCU. So the rumor is nobody is coming back for their existing roles right that's it's it that's an interesting thing right so let's uh let's just drop this on the screen right tacos on the table uh do we believe that no no one is coming back to reprise keep my in mind, tacos are on that role. table yeah, keep, keep in mind that's to reprise their roles that doesn't mean that they're not coming back as different characters mm -hmm. they're not coming back to reprise the roles that they currently are that had been playing mm -hmm. so not only are my tacos on the table my butt's on the table this is totally a hundred percent i don't think i mean i'm sure the only one i think might even come back to play somebody else is momoa Momo. and lobo because the only thing we've seen and i don't i mean ray fisher i'm pretty sure he ain't doing nothing i mean he's not gonna come back no i don't and i don't think that ben affleck's gonna come back especially after what happened right. after flash um and i you know henry cavill has got has you know gone through his stages of grief and he's over it mm -hmm. so and ezra Miller, I mean, I think they would come back, but I don't think anybody wants them back. No, I, I mean, I totally so. agree on that. The only person who I'm a little skeptical on this rumor is Gal Gadot because, like, Damn. last we heard was that she was, um, she was in, she was developing a new Wonder Woman movie. So it's kind of like, uh, unless it's an Elseworlds kind of deal, because I know that they said that they're still going to be doing Elseworlds uh, storylines. Yeah. Um, mm. And that's also something that like I, I, I kind of look into this too. So it's like, my tacos are on the table 100% that no one is coming back as the current characters that they are playing. Right. Right. But mm -hmm. why I said, you know, specifically, you know, are, uh, they're not coming back as the characters are playing is because yes, it's it's very open right now that Jason Momoa is, is in talks to come back as low. Um, yeah, and I know that they have mentioned that there are Elseworlds storylines, uh, so that's why um, they're coming back with the, with the Batman Two. That's why I think mm -hmm. that the rumors about Gal Gadot developing a Wonder another Wonder Woman movie is all like living in that universe, but it's not going to be a part yeah. of the greater DCU. Right. Yeah, my talkers are also at the table. As much as I am holding out hope for Gal Gadot saying it's Wonder Woman, because I think she's amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. My my fried chicken nugget tacos are on the table. Fried so. chicken nugget tacos. Yes. <laughs> I dig it. Oh, hold on one second. I think the only way people would come back, or th this group would come back in some aspect, would be like in five, six, seven, eight years down the road, if they do some kind of you know crisis on Infinity so Earth type thing, and they just yeah. need to destroy a universe. So like, hey, can you guys? come back for 10 minutes and we blow, right. up, blow up your universe real quick is that cool can you do that here's a million <laughs> I mean, they got Nick Cage to to jump back in for the Flash. You know, like, hey, that's true. It's true. It's true. But I mean, Nick like, doesn't Nick Cage have tax problems? He does, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, it's 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 very much a thing that I think that they're gonna be um, they're they're gonna play with the multiverse. Yeah, they. I mean, well, they, I mean, yeah. Affleck might come back because he's trying to get away from his wife, and um, is he well, already having problems with J Lo? And <clears throat> Momoa just wants to hang out. Is he already he's having, having yeah. J Lo problems? Trying to get away from I don't the know. I assume always. <laughs> I assume Ben Affleck has problems with everyone. 
that's valid that's totally valid i just honestly i mean you know he and he i had a huge crush on him once upon a time and i think he's an amazing actor i really liked a lot of the and stuff. then he he's ran away from too. you it's exactly what you're no, saying it's a track he keeps record like he's stalking me by marrying other jennifers oh my goodness <laughs> oh my god you're right the last both of his <laughs> wives have been jennifer yes <laughs> And both of them, I watch their stuff. So it's like, dude. That's pretty funny, actually. I, I, you know, it's funny. I never thought me. about that. <laughs> I never thought about that. Oh man. Uh, so okay, uh, we're going. Yeah, let's 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 continue on here, guys. Uh, so, okay, that's fine. Don't ask Fours what his tacos are on. Oh shit, Fours. I'm, I'm sorry. You gotta chime in. Are you still eating over there? Yes, I am. And you know what? This just in: the uh, sweet and spicy jam uh -huh. is the premier dipping sauce for the apple pie just, oh. just putting that how about them apples you went and got um, an apple pie apple okay pie specifically. it is so good it is so good yeah for my tacos are absolutely positively on the table for not being recast in those roles with a very tiny exception i think we will see gal as wonder woman one more time even if it's mm -hmm. for a tiny tiny uh cameo right. but aside mm -hmm. from that yeah these cats are done and i know that uh mr momoa is ready for some lobo violence who is the perfect person to play lobo, perfect choice oh yeah perfect choice and yeah, I'm, I am okay I, with most of them not being, you know, most of them not being the characters. I'd like so. to see Ben, if they're going to do a younger Batman, like a 30-something Batman, I would like to see Ben Affleck play Thomas Wayne. Ooh. Actually, that, Ooh. that's actually a good casting. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he would, he be, would be an yeah. amazing Thomas Wayne. And if they did Flashpoint correctly, He's gruff he enough. would be, yeah, he would be an amazing Thomas Wayne for I, that. I, but I still like... Um, What's his name? Jeffrey Dean uh, I, I still like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I would love to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Dark Thomas Wayne. Mm. Now, yeah. see, I think we bring Jeffrey Dean Morgan in for a, a much bigger role than Thomas Wayne. That's my thing is that I would like him to be something else. And I, I haven't like narrowed down exactly. I think he would be an amazing Deathstroke. He, I think he's. I, I think he might be That's a little a bit too old to be Deathstroke, yeah. though. I, I, I honestly, I liked. Um, again, I'm forgetting his name. D and D player. Uh, oh hi, Joe Manganiello. <laughs> Joe Manganiello. I, I want to see more Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke. I love see, how I this. I don't want him as Deathstroke. I, I want how this him terrible, as Brother Blood. I love how this terrible food with great sauce is fueling all these wonderful ideas. <laughs> 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 we are on point tonight. Thanks, this McDonald. Is, this is just me telling <laughs> you what you. happens in my brain. This yeah. is not, this is a daily thing with me. I'm like, who do I think would be really good in this role? <laughs> and right. then, yeah, I just get to the say it out loud. The majority of Ray and I's discussions are this kind of, this kind of graph. These are yeah. amazing You're discussions. Yeah. You're so That's lucky. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Treasure that. All right. So let's, uh, let's, let, let's move on here now. Let's properly move on. Uh, so guys, new rumors popping out. Not, I mean, kind of a rumor but it's uh, uh essentially nebula's popping out what <laughs> nebula's <laughs> popping out uh it is rumored that the list of season two episode titles for uh marvel series what if has been leaked and they include some cool mashups and split
split storylines, just like we saw from season one. Uh, the opening episode is rumored to be titled, What If Nebula Joined the Nova Corps? Whoa. Which I think is an amazing idea. Uh, it's rumored that joining Nebula in this timeline are Korg, Meek, Nova Prime, Yon rog Howard the Duck. Uh, so could these be <laughs> new Guardians of the Galaxy in this reality? Oh, interesting. Uh, you know, I think this is I think this is a good one. I really enjoy my favorite from last season mm. was the um, the Chadwick Boseman as yes. Star Lord. Star Lord, yes. Yeah, I love that. And and Nebula was in that with the blonde hair as the femme fatale. Mm, and I'm right. like, man, this is awesome. I love this. So I'm glad it's Nebula doing without another... all the enhancements. And it's like, yeah, that, that was actually a really cool idea to see what if Nebula wasn't completely wrecked by her father. Right. And Thanos was like a cool guy and everything. I mean, right. it was awesome. But yeah. um, I love that they're doing another Nebula story, that it's an actual Nebula story. It's right. not her mm. and someone else's story. Right. So I think that's great. And I can't wait. I think she would be oh, amazing yeah. in Nova Corps. But is she going to have the enhancement? That's what I'm thinking. Like, what Nebula are we getting? Are right. we getting a Nebula like What If Season 1? Or are we getting Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Right. So that's right. kind of like whichever Nebula we get. But I think either way, it'll be cool. Right. Now, some of the other uh, rumored titles are, are awesome, just as equally as awesome, which I, I love this whole thing about, like, you know, they're, they're really going in on the What If storylines, kind of how they were in the comics, but doing it more in the MCU. Uh, so the other titles that we have, What If Peter Quill Attack Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Mm. Amazing. What if Kahori shaped the world? Oh. What if wow. Hela found the Ten Rings? <laughs> <laughs> what if Iron Man crashed into the Grand Master? Huh. What if Happy what? Hogan saved Christmas? That's Hold on, one second. Is, is that Iron Man? Is that the missing episode from season one? I think that's the missing episode from season one. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I know, I know that they said that that missing episode is supposed to be in this season. So, mm. uh, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? Eh, okay. Oh, okay. Now, well, I mean that, and that was um, like teased last right. season. Mm -hmm. Right now, here's so. th these last two got me pretty excited. What if the Avengers assembled in 1602? No way. Yes. That is 1602? Such a, that's such a cool no concept. No way 1602? Yeah. Holy crap. Oh my God. Really excited about that one. Have you not ever read 1602? Oh, okay. I see where you're going with that. Okay. I'm I like, haven't. Holy I haven't. crap. Somebody tell me about it. What is it? I haven't either. It's, a, <laughs> it's basically the Avengers in 1602. Like what if it had happened then? And like with the advancements they had back then it's a, it is amazing think it is like, such a good series think like oh, what, they're, what they're doing is they're taking a series of comic books the way that they did marvel zombies and turning it into a what if series mm -hmm. so i just looked it up marvel 1602 is an eight issue comic book limited series published in 2003 written by neil gaiman right yeah oh. which again I, I, why I've do said, you think i mean okay. i've said multiple times I, i've said multiple times neil gaiman is one of my favorite writers of all time comic book or not. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, and then the last episode that's on this list is uh, what if Supreme Strange intervened? Oh, cool. Because that's bringing him back from last season. And I think right. that's great because I think they need to have a through line, even though mm -hmm. they're different, you know, because it's multiverse. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I love that. I still think Happy Hogan Saved Christmas is probably going to be my favorite, although I'm super excited about 1602. <laughs> like, so I will oh say, my gosh. for the Happy Hogan one, I do really want Kevin Bacon to show up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like he comes back and he sings the same song. <laughs> that would be 
great. That'd be pretty funny. Oh man. <clears throat> but yeah, that's awesome. Okay. More do we do we put tacos on the table on this? Yeah. I think everybody's tacos are on the table. Everybody's tacos oh, are yeah. on the table on yeah. this one. They're on the table. Tacos. If tacos. you didn't know, mine are. Yeah. Yeah. My tacos are on <laughs> the it. table. Fours, we're not leaving you. Fours, we're not forgetting you. Did you leave your tacos on the table on this one? I absolutely did, yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll keep going. Uh, Amelia Clark played Talos's daughter Gaia in Secret Invasion. If you haven't forgotten, or if you're trying to forget, um, at the end <laughs> of the finale, out. Gaia is recruited by senior MI6 agent Sonia Fallsworth, right? Who's like the bright spot of that show. She definitely is. She's she's Sonia Fallsworth is the only reason to watch that show. So mm. the the rumor is that Gaia will come back in some show or something that she will be leading her own British based superhero team oh my are we getting excalibur that's, that's probably what it seems excalibur like without mutants that, that's kind of what it seems like they're doing do that? but i wonder i wonder if they do captain britain in this because yeah, well, we've been talking about captain britain captain britain if they're doing a british superhero team captain britain leads almost every major superhero team in in, in the uk yeah the, mm -hmm. if they're gonna do something british they best give us captain britain yeah. they best give us captain britain i want union jack yes <laughs> there are some that like I have and they need to call it invaders because right. that was the team that had Cap and Bucky and like Iron Fist like old like 40s Iron Fist and um Union Jack was in that one too I mean, mm -hmm. you know and it's just like oh my gosh we need that and so if they're gonna do that with her they might as well call it the invaders since they already was, butchered yeah. secret invasion I was about to I'm say you, you tie it I in apologize there. I'm sorry <laughs> Look, tacos. Where's everybody tacos? My, my, my tacos are on the table. I mean, again, there are very few bright spots in in Secret Invasion. Uh, one of them is obviously we we talked about uh, Fallsworth uh, and her being mm -hmm. like an actual Nick Fury and having a Nick Fury role in the MI6. You know, I I I, I think that's a good move. Um, but also Amelia Clark's Gaia. As much as I think that they dropped the ball on the Super Scrolls, she is kind of a badass character. So I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't mind seeing more of her if they do, if, if they fix the storyline that they did in Secret Invasion. Okay. I feel like Secret Invasion suffered from a multiverse of madness, where they were trying to do too much and didn't have a set way of getting there, like a blueprint to get there. And so, and I feel like that's what happened with Multiverse of Madness. They just kind, of, they they just threw everything on it and right. just went. Uh, somebody will, you know, everybody will like something about it, uh, which mm. is true. Everybody <laughs> does. But uh, but that's what I'm saying is like, I feel like that's what Secret Invasion did. So if, if they do something like this, and that's a big if, then I feel like they better do it well. And but it also, better be awesome. Oh. <laughs> so my tacos are on the table, but then I'm going to smash them all because I'm still angry about Secret Invasion. My Thai sweet chili tacos are on the table. <laughs> <laughs> My tacos are on the table. I think they're going to work. There's no reason why you don't get a big name actress for a, this part and then not use her again. So I yeah. think coming back. That seem weird. No. I mean, Bill Murray probably has something else to say about that. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. I'm sorry. It's the spice. 
spiciness. It's gone to my head, y'all. <laughs> Fours. where's your tacos? Hopefully so, on the table. <clears throat> my tacos are mostly on the table, but with no cheese. Um, no cheese. Well, I, I'm not fully aware of the overall reception to Secret Invasion. Coming from my perspective, I actually did enjoy the whole series. Like, I would I would watch it again. I had fun with it. Um, even though even though the, the end was a little outlandish. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Does I guess my question to all of you is would this properly lead us in the direction of Secret Wars for uh the end of phase six? Like would this would this deviate from phase six or would this properly put have us on the course of phase six? Hmm. Because you guys did hear the phase six announcement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Wait, What's no, the announcement? wait, what? So I probably the, did, but I don't remember. So there was a, a convention. It, it's a, it's a TikTok video right now. Um, but it, it, it was revealed that the last two movies of Phase Six is going to be a two-part Avengers. So it'll be Avengers, and then the then the last one will be Avengers: The Secret Wars. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Which, so I mean, uh, you, Marvel announced that. Marvel announced that Secret Wars is supposed to be the the, the second movie. Yeah. So yeah. so do you guys think this British superhero team, whatever, is this going to is this going to work with phase six or is it not because if it I, I feel like if it doesn't have anything to contribute to phase six then i'm going to pull the tacos off the table but if it does then yeah i'll put some cheeseless tacos on there well, the, the, the thing is with with if they do invaders or if they do i mean just depending on who they do uh those characters they in the comics they don't pay, play, uh, play a big role but i mean at the moment we don't really have a uh major avengers team and kind of where everybody's mm-hmm. guessing that it's going to go is okay maybe they're going to because we do have a lot of the young Avengers characters in, introduced so where yes. everybody's guessing is okay well by the time we get to the first movie we'll have the young Avengers uh, uh, formed together in, yeah, uh, in place because that's like, the only three we've got so far we've got the two Avengers movies and Fantastic Four that's all we've got that's right. all that's been revealed so far right but like if if they do Deadpool's do coming British out season, sometime right yeah but he's more of an X-Man more than anything uh, and he would be yeah like, but the, don't you think they're going to fold him in at some point like and I feel like yeah. this, this third movie is where he's and they said they said they're going to. They said that the whole point is to fold uh, uh, um, Wade into everything. But on top of that, like I, I think they're going to be using Wade to introduce the X Men because I think he's gonna mm-hmm. he's like I think part of what's going to happen is he's going to merge a universe and that's also going to be something that like causes the the event that leads to Secret Wars because they're going to be like there's a lot of merging in universes right now and this is not you know the the the, the TVA is going to have their hand in need to fix all of this and that's where we're going to have the world merge event that is Secret Wars incursion right gotcha right that'll probably be the that there'll probably be something to do with incursions in the first avengers movie mm-hmm. I, th- yeah. I well, the that first, leads up to right because it's supposed to be kang dynasty is the first one right so that's gonna yeah. I, I think the events of kang dynasty the, the events of kang dynasty and probably something that that deadpool sets in motion along with the events of loki are all going to kind of culminate and it's going to turn into secret wars where it's we need to mm-hmm. merge all of the universes so we have one consistent time yeah. I, I i think what they're doing is the the whole point of the of every thing is going to be to reestablish the sacred timeline the way that uh mm-hmm. that it is that loki's established the, the, the sacred timeline uh yeah and i think in reestablishing the sacred timeline we're gonna have different elements of different universes that merge into to the one that we have and that's mm-hmm. how they uh they fold in the x-men in a way where they've been there the entire time right or same thing mm-hmm. with uh fantastic four like i have a feeling that fantastic four is going to be something that takes place in another universe and merges into ours so in that way mm-hmm. reed richards 
Aldridge has been here the entire time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun when everybody that is not on, on board with Krasinski doesn't, it figures out Krasinski's still going to be Reed Richards. I, I hope so. I, Krasinski is so perfect. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Where, where is All everybody's right. tacos? Yes? Yeah, my tacos on are on the table. My tacos are on the They're table. It makes sense. And I know mostly that fun, yes. They, they no made cheap. a point, no they made a point specifically of, uh, like, Feige made a point specifically of saying that uh, Gaia is now one of the strongest characters in the MCU. So, yeah, you don't just put that in your back pocket and right. never show it again. Right. Yeah. yeah. The balance of power in the MCU has been. Oh, oh. Oh, he's, he, yeah. Uh, but you know who else might have some power? Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, please Ooh. talk about this. Please I talk like, about this. I like rumors. It's nice. I like Elizabeth. Yaganesh. I like you. <laughs> Very nice. So, so, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen's going to be in Ironheart. Apparently, uh, Marvel Studios revealed that Cohen will be playing Mystery Man. Right. Um, mm. And there, of course, everybody's like, oh, the, you know, that's just a placeholder because he's Mephisto. I'm, I'm so, 100%. <laughs> he's, he's like the perfect dude to play Mephisto. He really is. Because you don't know if Mephisto is like being serious or not. And he's always a little creepy. Right. And those are like all adjectives I use for Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is like it's intentional. He does that on purpose because that's what he wants in his characters. Like Sasha Baron Cohen does not play a character that is not creepy, and it's all because every character that he plays are supposed to be elevated caricatures of certain things. Right. Right. So it's like you know, it's 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 great. I I I I, I love Sasha Baron Cohen. I think that he can do something where he can like play the character silly. But if you've ever seen him do serious roles, the dude is scary. Yeah. He is a really good actor so i mean i i uh i i can see sasha baron cohen doing a really good job yeah i like, I like him man. better <laughs> i like it i like him better than like if they wanted adam driver to be mafesto mm. yeah. No, yeah i i i think i think that sasha baron cohen's range lends him to play a character like mafesto he has way more range than than a lot of people give him credit for mm. okay guys tacos yeah. on the table my tacos are on the table 100 yep. percent. my tacos are on the table my uh, my Kazakhstani uh, chicken uh, just Kazakh. wraps, which are, of course, tacos, are, are on the table. Yeah, it's just okay. Kazakh. Tacos are nice. Tacos are nice. I like a taco. <laughs> on. Yeah. Everybody's okay. Everybody's in. I like it. All right. I think that's it for rumors. All right. Yeah. We are we are good with rumors, guys. Now we are uh, we're getting into the next uh, segment here because it is time for the download. Or flying through the through the rainbow bridge <laughs> through the bifrost bifrost the, the latest writers guild of america strike has drawn to a close monday wga officially announced union membership overwhelmingly voted in support of the guild's new deal with the alliance of motion picture and television producers according to an email distri distributed by top wga brass 99 percent of voters voted 99 99 percent of voters voted <laughs> in favor of the new deal while just 90 voters <laughs> <laughs> voted against the deal. Who are those 90? What are the, I, I, it was me. I did. <laughs> I didn't know what I was voting for. I forgot. I'm sorry, guys. It was 90 corporate, <laughs> 90 corporate heads who are about to lose their golden parachute. There you go. Oh, my God. Yes, that is going to happen. <laughs> so that's good. Writers, writers, check. But are, I heard there's, they still may like pick it or something like that or or what's going on because they want to be in solidarity of the of the actors. and Yeah, like they're, they're going 
going to have their deal, but they're not going to, like, they're going to keep it from going into effect until the actors Mm. get their deal or something like that. I think that that is a solid move on the WGA just because it's, it's like, yeah, you guys are expecting us to go back to work, but until you make a deal where the, where SAG is getting also getting a deal that's worth it, you're not getting anything out of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love yeah. the solidarity. I love that they are, you know, trying to make sure that everybody gets taken care of as, right. as it should be. You know, yeah. I, I don't solidarity. know. Solidarity. There, there, there have also been um, a solidarity Solid. strikes. So that, like there have also been like other unions that are not involved with like the movie business just mm-hmm. in, 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 in solidarity because they're in solidarity with unions right. that have gone and picketed. And well, yeah, I like think, they, yeah. Uh, the UAEW yes. uh, did a solidarity one before their strike even started. Right. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so that was cool. And then like them, like the New York Trash Union, right. like the, they did it one day. They walked with them, went on strike for one day as solidarity and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it's been a really positive thing. Yeah. I think. Cool. Yeah. All right, let, let's keep it going. Great. What's the deal with finales? Oh, here it is. <laughs> It's been over 25 years since the finale of Seinfeld aired on TV. Now, Jerry Seinfeld is teasing that something is in the works regarding that ending. Kind of interesting. So, um, them going to jail. Yeah, exactly. Jerry, so just let it go, Jerry. Just let it go, Jerry. Just let it go. So, during during a stand-up set, the comedian was asked if he liked the ending to Seinfeld, and he says he has a little secret about the finale. He said something is going to happen that has no, to no, do no, with no, that no. End- you got to do it in his voice. You have to do it in his voice. <laughs> Somebody snorted for me. Something is going to happen that has to do with that ending. It hasn't happened yet, but just what you are thinking about, Larry and I have also been thinking about that. So you will see. You'll see. Oh my God. The Seinfeld finale had more than 76 million people tune into the live, tune in live to watch it, uh, making it one of the most watched television broadcasts in history. I wonder what they're going to do. Were any of you alive when that happened? Of course I was alive. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think all of us were. Well, should do might may not have been, but I think the rest of us. He was not. Yeah. I was not. I watched it. Yeah, I, so I, I. I didn't watch Seinfeld when it was airing. I watched Seinfeld later. Um, it, it well, just, you can watch it now because it's available oh, on I've watched, Netflix. I've watched it 12 hey. times because Jackie's Jack, Jack, this is one of Jackie's uh, comfort shows. So I have mm. watched, I have since watched Seinfeld at least three times in full in the last like, couple months. So Gilmore think, Girls is the comfort show for me and Parks and Rec. So I get it. She just started watching Gilmore. So she's watching. Mm. Nice. I still love it. I think Say Wong is onto something. He said, Larry David will revive the show i think somehow yeah. because they're still gonna do one more season of curb right yeah i think larry david but he's gonna wrap it up soon i think he's finally gonna get jerry to get on um curb your enthusiasm and they will talk about or do something about that seinfeld ending oh that that, I think that actually would be really cool or like he finally gets jerry to to come on the show and like but like the whole thing is like him hounding jerry to, to do something about the ending <laughs> and then at the end they announce that they're doing like some sort of special or something mm-hmm. that'd be cool too yeah. mm-hmm. all, right. all right let's keep it going no, you, i don't you, know why i said that like i was 
high, but maybe it's just. You, you know, gotta, you, you, I'm gonna... feeling the heat, everybody. Yeah. Ooh, Director Speaking Michael of... Mann has confirmed that his next film project will be Heat 2. Interesting. I didn't know there was a Heat 2 book, but apparently there is. Uh, he shared the news while speaking at an event in London over the weekend. When asked by Deadline at the event if Heat 2 would be his next film, the director the director responded, Yes, Matt Gardner and myself wrote the novel Heat 2, which came out and when we were shooting Ferrari. It did very well. I planned to shoot that next. Earlier this year, it was reported that Ferrari lead Adam Driver was in talks to play the young Neil McCauley, Robert De Niro's character in heat too what do y'all think mm. uh, i heard i heard this movie is a sequel and a prequel at the same time like they're going to be telling two stories and jumping back and forth between what led up to heat and then what happened after heat oh yeah kind of interesting i, kinda I interesting. like the non-linear storytelling i've all I've, I've, I've said it a lot in the past on the show i love non-linear storytelling mm. adam driver as nero though right his nose yeah Come on. he's I, too sexy you right? gotta young get Phil. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston needs to play one of them. <laughs> he knows the movie Heat. He hasn't he memorized does. y'all. He, he does, but I'm trying to think if, if he if he was in it, would he play De Niro or would he play Pacino? Hmm. He'd have to do De Niro. De Niro is his hero. And I and I've heard his De Niro, and he he can his De Niro spot on. So I I, I think his Pacino's more facial movement than yeah. I I, I think anything. I think Hiddleston actually would be a good bit for that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I gotta I gotta see Adam Driver because I've never seen Adam Driver do a clear cut accent. So speaking of accents, <laughs> what's the deal with Eric making fun of James. James sounds <laughs> like Christopher walking with a cold. I don't think so. <laughs> Christopher walking with the cold. I love it. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, what's oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Say, say, All I will say is who needs violent video games being Jerry Seinfeld is the ultimate power fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Take your, uh-huh. take your dragon boards, your Kratos, and Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> he is the Chuck Norris of Fantasyland. Come <laughs> on. Like, Get out of my way. <laughs> All right. So. He's just going to wear his uh, suede jacket backwards with the pink out while <laughs> he's killing everybody. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. All right. So, Spider-Man freshman year animated series voice cast and release window has been revealed. Let's get quick. Marvel Studios is developing a new animated series titled Spider-Man freshman year, which will see Peter Parker come into his own as Spider-Man with a new take on the MCU version of the character. And of course, we have the Fresh Ops to Spider synopsis. Fresh Ops to Spider synopsis. There we go. There we go. Ah, uh, that you. was his first opsis. It was. Y'all, that was his first opsis. First opsis synopsis. Synopsis. It's been revealed that the series takes place before 2016's Captain America Civil War, but with a notable key difference. Rather than coming home to his apartment to see Tony Stark in his room, it's none other than Norman Osborn who's chatting up his Aunt May when he walks through the door. And, much like how meeting Tony thrust Peter into a spotlight larger than the kid needed, Peter having Norman as his mentor sends his life an unexpected trajectory that collides him with many unexpected characters in the Marvel universe. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, okay, what do you think? Right. So this I is think not a... that Aunt May 
May is like everybody wants Aunt May. What the yeah. heck? <laughs> so so with this, it's kind of like you're seeing the parallels of Norman and Tony Stark in Peter's life, but also because this is his freshman year, right? I, I think Peter was a was, was he a junior when he met Tony? I think so. Yeah, something I, think so. Like yeah, I want to yeah. say he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was a junior when he met Tony or something like that. So like it's it's obviously going to be like a two year difference. The other thing is is that this is we're now officially getting Norman Osborn, even though it's animated. It takes place mm-hmm. in the MCU. So the whole thing with this is how long before we get Norman Osborn and is he going to be an armor? Mm. I need I need a proper Iron Patriot. I'm sorry, Iron Patriot in uh was was he Iron Man three or Iron Man two? Iron Man three. Right? Iron Patriot was two. No, was two. no, three. it was two. No, it was three. Three. It was because Mandarin. Yeah. It was yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, Iron Patriot was terrible. Sorry, it was so bad. Mm. Uh, I need a proper Iron Patriot with Norman Osborn. Mm. Huh? Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I you know we really need um a good follow up for Iron Man, like a good you know we we build robots and we fight them kind of thing. You know, I mean, like we had to, haven't had that since Iron Man passed. We haven't had really anything. We had a little bit with Ironheart, but not even mm-hmm. that. Like it was just kind of like I tinker, I do things, and then we saw her in her suit for what ten minutes. So I just feel like we need something like a successor to that. So I like that they're bringing on like a Norman Osborn who also is a tinkerer and could give us that hardware. And that we've got we still have Rhodey, and it's you know we don't know how different this Rhodey is than the one that we actually have gotten to know. So that could totally be a different direction. Mm-hmm. And there could be multiple, you know, iron yeah. wars things kind of thing. But yeah, I'm done. Well, this will certainly be something of a show itself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When does a uh, freshman year come out? Oh, yes. It is be also being reported that Spider-Man freshman year could be released around November 2nd, 2024. That makes sense. Like a year away. Yeah, yeah that is like yeah. almost yeah, like a year and a month away. Well, not mm-hmm. even a month because it's the 10th. So yeah, right. never mind. I'm just word vomiting now. I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> Time to get a little weird. A synopsis for the first episode of Marvel's upcoming series, Agatha Dark Cold Diaries. You're not going to get away with it. Synopsis! Synopsis. <laughs> it it popped up on the U.S. copyright public records system website. Not much information has been revealed about the series, so this description is for a first reveal taste of what the story will involve. I haven't really had anybody um, dive in through the copyright um, records, but this is kind of a new thing because there's a few stories that are like this. But I do have a Dark Cold Opsis Diary synopsis. Dark magic synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) Word vomit opsis. (laughs) I don't pay attention to James opsis. Okay. The description reads, in the first episode, we see Agatha Harkness finally break out of a spell that she's been trapped in. She can't wait to go back to her old murderous ways, only to find that she is powerless. The only way forward for her is to embark on a perilous quest to get her powers back with the help of an unlikely friend or two. (laughs) So my my immediate thing is they've renamed it again. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Dark Hole Diaries was the one they did. uh, Yeah. I, I did not hear about that. Ago. They've renamed yeah. it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Covenant of Chaos. It was right. It was Covenant of Chaos, House of Harkness, and then this. So, yeah. which I mean, this this isn't a bad title. It's just Dark Hole Diaries think, fits. I think it just the because... next one mm-hmm. is going to be Agatha: Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, Darkhold Diaries makes sense because the whole thing is that if if this is something that's supposed to lead into the return of um, of Wanda, which I, I think that this that's what's going to happen is she's going to you know if you know the comics, Agatha Harkness is a mentor to to Wanda, mm-hmm. so I think that this is where it's going to be like you know you had her be the villain in in, in the first series that they were in together, and then they become yeah. allies after a while, right? And and especially with with Wanda kind of going you know dark side and being mm-hmm. the holder of the dark hold uh i think it makes a lot more sense i think they're just kind of teeing it up to being like oh this is going to be something that leads into the return of wanda and and they kind of like fix their relationship i actually have a feeling that wanda might show up towards the end of the series hmm? yeah mm-hmm. uh, that's my spicy my, witchy scent, my witchy sense was tingling about that i think we might see wanda mm-hmm. in some form and i think we're gonna get bova 100 percent boba fett <laughs> boba fett <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett! <laughs> Right. You said something else. Uh, Agatha Darkhold Diaries, if that's the name, is brewing. <laughs> brewing to be released September 2024. Ah, 2024. Ooh. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Lots of years Disney. away here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Should All right. You, you want to bring us home on this last one? I will. All right. So the Star Wars TV universe is in full swing with The Mandalorian having given us its third season this past spring and Ahsoka wrapping up season one just last week. Now we are headed into the kickoff of a brand new series within the same timeline universe titled Skeleton Crew. It's expected if, Skeleton Crew. If will there are place. not at least skeletons in this, like I'm telling you, <laughs> I need some sort of reference to skeleton in this. That's all. I'm just saying that. Or a closet. It's skeleton was back. Or a booze cruise. I don't know. <laughs> It's expected Skeleton Crew will take place in the same part of the timeline as Lucasfilm's other Star Wars shows on Disney+, Plus, with Mandalorian creator Jon Favreau previously suggesting the characters from the series popping up in other projects around the same time. The series has been described as a galactic version of classic Amblin coming-of-age adventure films of the 80s. The studio's first copyright filing, according to the filing... Oh, the yeah. The, so it's the studio's first copyright filing. According to the filing, a group of four <laughs> kids make a discovery that's both strange and dangerous, and that a effectively serves as the crux of the series. We, of course, have the Skeletonopsis, far, far away up, far, far away synopsis. Bones in the closet in the galaxy, far, far away synopsis. Synopsis. (laughs) not the way it works. It's not. In the first episode. Doing what I wrote? Come on. In the first episode of Skeleton Crew, we are introduced to four kids who make a mysterious discovery on their seemingly safe home planet and get lost in a strange and dangerous galaxy. Finding their way home, meeting unlikely allies and enemies, will be a great adventure. Will, will be a greater adventure than they ever imagined. Awesome. I'm sad. And there is Woo! currently no release date. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> I bet it I comes mean, out next year. Star Wars. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll be. Sometime I- in 2024, I'm sure. I- I, I mean, I know it got pushed back mainly because of the writer's strike and all that, yeah. and mm-hmm. SAG pushed it back, too, because they were in the middle of filming when when all that stuff happened, so. Mm-hmm. 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 All yeah, right. because it was supposed to release uh, in December of this year. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's going to be next year. If they're, like, oh, yeah. done with principal, you know, they'll, mm-hmm. they're going to finish that up. Right. I would say yeah. if it's, it's, I would say early spring, probably. If everything, if, like, the actors get their uh, demands met quickly. If not, then summer. I would say right around Arbor Day. Arbor Day? Okay. Not that I know when Arbor Day is, but right around there. (laughs) 
in that the, vicinity. Let's go, the, let's go with the random holiday. That's that's, that's <laughs> the way we're going to do this. National you Donut know, Day. National I think it's Tree right Holy around. Day. Tree Holy Day. Yeah, tree, tree Holy Day. day. Yeah. Not to be confused with Tree Holy Day. Or Holy Tree Day, yeah. which is totally different. That's when you have to fill the holes of the tree. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Tree Holy Day is also known as Cinco de Mayo. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what Cinco de Mayo you go to, but my Cinco de Mayo is Margarita Day. Uh, I mean, if it's proper, it's free holiday. Okay, you're eating tacos. Free holes, free holes. on on that day. Okay, let's free get into some. You know what else has a lot of holes in it? Ahsoka. I mean, no. Well, uh, the plot of your story. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now. You time. know what has a lot of holes in this? Is this segue? That's what. has a lot of holes. Is Phil changing the script on James? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this next part of the show. It is now time for the breakdown. That graphics department, Ahsoka, season one, episode eight, the Jedi, the witch, and the warlord. 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 What's a warlord? It's a warlord. Too much wrestling. I almost said warlord. Warlord. Yeah, warlord. In Ahsoka's finale, Ahsoka Tano, Sabine, and Ezra are united in their attempt to stop Grand Admiral Thrawn from escaping his years-long exile in the extra-galactic world of Peridia. Though the Jedi's trio get separated with Thrawn, emerging victorious nonetheless as such ahsoka and sabine are now the ones stranded on peridia along with balan's skull and shin hadi while ezra has made it back to the known galaxy after sneaking aboard thrawn's star destroyer before it escaped what were your thoughts going into this finale of ahsoka what did you think was going to happen did everything you you predicted come true everything but one what, what do you guys think did james win the the nerd out contest no. i think it did no then this show's over goodbye <laughs> i'm do. sensing i'm sensing some disappointment in this episode from our from our little distance starting cast here i know right <laughs> i wasn't should disappointed. do should do what did you think did you uh what were you thinking going into the last episode really i mean I, I wasn't really sure what to expect it kind of it went in a it was a direction i expected it was just very much kind of tell them how you back. watch the episodes I, first i uh did watch uh, s- uh seven and eight back to back as well because i missed uh i was not you were in a position to week. watch them so uh-huh. uh, right. you were in a yeah. place where there was no internet i get it okay <laughs> very 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 spotty internet um no so i it was I mean, I kind of, so I had kind of the same expectations going into seven that I had and kind of extended those beyond. Um, I was, I was kind of right about the whole lightsaber thing. I just, yeah. there was more of an extension to that. Mm-hmm. So it was, I, you know, I really, I, it exceeded my expectations, I'd say. So That's good. All right. I like that. Fours, what'd you think of, they were building lightsabers. What, what did you think of their uh, sound fonts? <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to ask me that specific a question. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Come on. No, 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 no. Because you, you, you have to ask me what did I think of the episode. Okay. What did you think of the, the episode? And, and the, more and specifically, the sound font. Okay. So uh, I have to admit, I was um, I was very satisfied with the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we know you were because you, you went ham in the group chat. That was great. I was mm-hmm. very satisfied. I was very satisfied. Um, it, <laughs> even to the point where I saw the most hilarious meme of indiana jones you know making the swap but one says ezra and the other one says sabine and and ahsoka (laughs) um so i i I, i'm happy with the fate of ezra that was that was really cool i'm I'm glad they did that um Mm. 
he rebuilt Kanan's lightsaber. Yeah. Not 100 yeah. not 100% because the lightsaber community has 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 put more holes than Swiss cheese into that subject. But <laughs> uh but but what he built was a very honorable homage to Kanan and I thought right. that was a really nice touch that that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. it it shot my, one of one of two. It it shot my feelings of episode 7 completely to hell per, you know pertaining to him not Luke Skywalkering the hilt off of uh, Ahsoka or off of uh, Sabine. Mm-hmm. Now we understand his reasons, um, yeah. but very satisfied nonetheless. Uh, uh, my my one prediction did come true, which was Balin found something big. Yeah, he did. And Mountainous. I was I was I was extremely happy with that. Um, and hey, from two episodes ago, it was foretold that we would get not only a hollow Anakin, we got a ghost Anakin. So Woo! I was happy about that. That was cool. So um I I foresee great things happening with Thrawn's story. And and, mm-hmm. and I hope I I really hope that uh when we pick up in the next whatever it is we're doing, be it season two or the Thrawn movie, which is confirmed Ooh. there is a Thrawn movie coming. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. he just goes ham on the galaxy because I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for that. But I'm also ready for uh the fate of Peridia here because we have a they basically left all the force users behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was extremely pleased with Morgan's fight. So yeah. pleased with that. So really good fight. By the way, if anybody cares, uh, in the Saber community, Morgan's sword blade light style has been is now a thing. So if you buy yourself a prop saber, you can get her sword blade style Ooh. on your saber. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was done. Tells. Nice. It was done 19 hours after the episode was done i'm sure what how does that happen because nerds stay up all night trying to copy something so they can say they were first to do it right i'm I'm sure somebody like immediately when they first showed that sword he was like okay how do i build this right it was like pause i'm building it now right he didn't even finish the episode no that's exactly what it is that's exactly what And i bet you i bet you money that when feige or i won't say kevin feige when uh um dave filoni when dave filoni was uh coming up with this weapon i guarantee you he was thinking, watch the Saber community come up with this one. And they did. <laughs> <laughs> I know he follows so, that stuff. I know he little, knows what kind of like sabers are out there and everything like that. If, even if it's not Disney official, he knows how creative some of these, especially the NeoPixel sabers, sabers are, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was like, watch them build this one, right? And it's just there, like, they built it. Damn, all right. There are <laughs> there there are Disney officials and Disney spies and Disney whatever employees in the saber community watching us ready to report to their lawyers the minute we cross the line. That <laughs> is that, that, That's not an exaggeration. That is fact. That is a factual statement wow interesting they, some have been some have been identified so yeah they're they're watching wow. so, my expectations i expected it to be fun because i have to say after ahsoka got out of the world between worlds and learned her final lesson after that it was like there was fun back in star wars mm-hmm. and i loved that and so i that was my only thing is i was like I, I want it to be fun i mean yeah i predicted stuff and blah 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 
blah, blah. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I wanted it to be fun. I, I didn't think all of, that everyone would make it back to the Star Wars galaxy. So that was correct. I mm. thought it was very justified that Thrawn and Ezra both made it back at the same time since they both left at the same time. Right. And now, you know, Ahsoka. And I think Ahsoka and Sabine need to figure out what's going on on Peridia. And that's why they were left behind. Because, yeah. you know, the, I, I, you know, we wouldn't have seen Morai. And she's tied into that so much. Even if she doesn't remember it, she's tied into it. Right. And I think that, that you know, I, so I was really excited about all of that after I watched it. But the expectations, I was just like, Thrawn's going to Thrawn. And Ahsoka's <laughs> going to Ahsoka. And it's going to be fun. And hopefully Balin will smirk a little. And yeah. So yeah. That was, that was really that was my, great. and Shen, I was like, where the heck is Shen? That was my, like, that was really the thing, you know? I knew yeah. Ezra and Sabine, they did their, they did their stuff. They're gonna, they're gonna Ezra and Sabine, just like they do, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. I will say that I, one of my predictions was something about Morai at some point. Yeah. So I uh -huh. was very happy to see her. Yeah. You could do that in the game? Just, my prediction is something Morai? Well, <laughs> oh, he just doesn't remember what he said, but yeah, don't remember which episode or what. Yeah, <laughs> I should have said something lightsaber when all the I, points. You know what? We need uh, James. I need your prediction for Loki. Your overall, and then I'll go over it with you later. We'll okay, talk about it. Yeah, we got it. What, uh, young, young anonymous, young Phil young anonymous, anonymous. What did you think of going into this episode? I thought it was great, man. I, I mean, going into the episode itself. I knew that we were going to have Thrawn coming back to the universe. I, I stated that multiple times that he was going to be coming back to the, to the contemporary Star Wars universe. I knew that we were going to have a nice little battle at the end. I knew that Ezra was going to be coming back to, to the contemporary Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. What I didn't expect was Ahsoka being left on Peridia, which explains when they say Luke is the only Jedi left in the galaxy. They're not wrong. Jedi mm -hmm. still right. exist. Yeah. He's just the only one in that galaxy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, ah, that's true. which yeah, what I do cool. like about this is now that we have these implications and we see what's going on with this, we can have more Star Wars stories in the future about Ahsoka and Sabine and what they deal with in that galaxy, not just in Peridia, but in, in that galaxy in general. Mm -hmm. Where you can mm -hmm. have Ahsoka as the main antagonist or protagonist and, and not be related. Yeah. Well, I guess she could be the antagonist depending on who we look at. But we get entire storylines on new Force-sensitive characters or new parts of this universe. We know Shin Hati is with these mercenaries that I'm assuming, I'm guessing, are going to be the equivalent or who replaced the Yuan Vong. Or maybe they are the Yuan Vong, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Right. And then... uh think about that. Right. And and then uh, and then Balin's skull finding this temple that that is an obvious like Sith temple. So it's like there are Sith in other universes, which all of this harkens back to Shadows of the Force. If you're a follower of the extended universe stuff, because Shadows of the Force was about Sith that were not in the mainstream Star Wars universe that make it make their way to the mainstream Star Wars universe. So that could just be more villains later on. I think that that feeds into the entire Exegol storyline, why Exegol exists as a shadow planet and why. Mm. we get Palpatine mm. hiding out on Exegol. And I think that mm. Exegol is going to end up becoming a kind of a point of entrance for right. beings from another universe. This is going to be a way to tie the sequels together with the extended universe stuff that they're bringing in. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. All right. Let's, what, did you, what did you think of the title? This is an, an odd title for me. Clever. I, I have to say something. Clever. It was amazing. 
Um, Bill, I think you're almost there, but I do think you're off. Okay. I don't, I, I think that we're not going to explore anything except Viridia. I do think that Ahsoka and Thrawn have to meet again. Oh, and yeah. so I think Absolutely. Ahsoka and Sabine will go back and they'll be in the movie or whatever. And so I think that that's something that'll happen. So I, but I do think that Balin found something. I think it's Abolith. I don't think it's a Sith temple. Temple. I think the ones are too prevalent here for it to be a, just a plain Sith temple. I think it's Abolith. So there could be a, like there is obviously a dark force power there. And so I think, but I think it's Abolith. I also think that Sabine may not be as force sensitive when they get back to the Star Wars universe. I think something on Peridia is making her more force sensitive or is exploiting that. And that's where she's drawing her power or from. Or amplifying yeah, it. Yeah. Her yeah. non-existent so. abilities jumped 700% in this episode and it really bothered me. Like she went from not yeah. being able to move a cup to now she's perfectly Obi-Wan level blaster blocking. I'm like, uh, no, that's not how this works. Filoni, mm -hmm. you know better. But apparently something, there's a reason for it. I think something's it. happening. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I something's think, amplifying I, I, it. But, so. but, but also a, a lot of the arc in this has been her learning to get out of her own way. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of that is helping her with her force ability as well. Yeah, and no, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's part of it too. I think she has force ability. I just think that it's being amplified in um, either in Peridia or she or she's a siphon and she's amplifying her own powers when there are force users close to her. Mm -hmm. Because she did that when it was Ezra and Ahsoka and Balin and Shen, really, if you want to think about it. And right. they were in a temple with a lot of power. Right. So, and she did that there. Um, whereas we hadn't seen anything like that before. So I'm, I just think there's some amplification going on. That's all I'm going to say about that because I'm still percolating on my theories for next season. So, <laughs> but yes, the title is amazing and it's totally it's Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. Come on. Do you James. think they're dead? Do you think they're dead? Isn't that the like, whole thing for Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe? Weren't the kids dead or something? No, they weren't remember. dead. No. Are you sure? No. No, you're thinking about Lost. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah, no. Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe is they meet Ashland, who's actually like a God, God step in. <laughs> or, He's Jesus. Or in. He's and Jesus. then, yeah, He's Jesus. Jesus' persona. Yeah, and then, and so it's much more like a biblical myth. And so the kids aren't dead. They just go to a magical world and help fight a, a crusade. That's really it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then they come right. back and live normal lives and have a lot of tea and biscuits. As <laughs> dead people. Uh, just no. just to throw this out there, Graveyard, I see you're in the chat. Is that Husbeard? I, I did, missed the I did that just I, for I, you. I missed the Husbeard. I missed the Husbeard. I did that just for you, Graveyard. You can see right there, I am wearing a oh, yeah. Pod Out at Night t-shirt right now. There we Woo! go. They mostly pod out at night, mostly. Mostly. Oh, uh, you mean, you, you mean, you mean, pod. Hey, That's jumping hilarious. back, let's talk about Ezra's new lightsaber, which is like his third one. Yeah, this guy already yeah has that was like the funniest yeah. like scene. And I lo I love that they did this. Hu Yang had a funny scene with like every, like almost every single, well, the three main Jedi yeah. in this. Um, and I just thought it was great. Like he had several scenes with Sabine, but it was, you know, that whole him just going, what are you doing? Oh my God. You know, with Ezra. And Ezra's like, I know what I want. <laughs> like I, I thought that scene, I mean, it while I, I'm sure there was supposed to be comedic value in that scene, you know, everybody knows that I'll always choose Jedi over Sith and mm -hmm. I'm kind of a purist that way. I felt like that was a way for the writers to tell the 
older generation, like the people who were alive during the original trilogy, that your traditions are dead. Get out of your own way. Like Ezra, like, like, like Hu Yang's basically saying, Ezra, look, there's a protocol to this. There's an order of operations to this. There is a way, there's a way you need to be doing this. And Ezra's like, dude, I get it. But Thrawn and other Sith, and I just need to build a saber. Where's, where's Kanan's emitter so we can just get this rolling? Like, I get it, but I need to build my saber. Screw your traditions. That's really how it felt. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's basically it's it's one of those one of those winks from the writers to the to the to the audience like mm, the Clone Wars are over and the old Jedi are gone. We're they're just the, the rebels are just kind of doing things their way. But that's also the okay. ultimate philosophy that Luke had was that the old ways have to end because the old ways are antiquated and we need to have a new way. So I mean it, it, it is kind of which it, Luke oh, uh, Luke in the sequels like this, this oh is, this okay, end, okay. this ends up being Luke's overall philosophy down. The line. Is that well, that's funny because he die? read the ancient texts. Like he he, he had thirty years to mull over those writings. He did, but plus like all you, of his adventures. So it's like if you look at the way that he teaches Ray, you know, the, he literally has a line. I want to say in the second movie where he talks about the old ways need to die. Mm-hmm. Right? He says that to Yoda, right? And Yoda, he's, he's and, all grumpy. And Yoda's the one that yeah. basically is trying to tell him that the traditions mean nothing. Yeah. it's 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 about you. You you are. Or what make mm-hmm. a Jedi? Your 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 fealty to the to, to the books is not you know to the texts because remember Luke freaks out when the ancient texts are burned and Yoda's just mm-hmm. laughing it up because he's just like mm-hmm. it's not about the texts. Texts don't matter. It's about you and what you learn. It's not about the lightsaber. Exactly that. Train it's, your mind yeah. and train your body. And that's what I appreciated about that scene. You could yeah. tell at the pace Ezra was moving and the way he was communi- communicating with Hu Yang, Ezra knew what he wanted. He knew exactly what he wanted. You could almost say he had this planned. If Like, like if I ever run into parts to build a lightsaber again, I know exactly what I'm going to build and nobody's going to get in my way. And that's exactly what he did. And I think that was a very very unique and admirable approach to the series that the writers took. And I'm kind of glad they did it. It was, it was really cool. And it was, it was funny it was comedic, but it was also very serious. And I, and I appreciated that. I'm I glad, and I'm glad I they just, did it. Along in that I same scene. I just took scene. it okay. as like they, that this was Ezra being Ezra. Ezra was always that way. Like when he was in Rebels, he was always like, no, I got to do, let me do this. And let me, let me get in there. I got to do this. I got to And so he was always that kid that kind of the ADHD kid. <laughs> But along in, that, all done. along in that same scene, Hu Yang kind of switches up in the middle of that when he's, oh, the way you're building, you're constructing your lightsaber, it's just like uh, um, Kane and Kane and Jarrus. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, well, Kane and Jarrus is my master. And he goes, and, and his his entire uh, his whole demeanor changed. It changed. Yeah. And he was like, well, who do you think taught Kanan how to build his lightsaber? Yeah. And, and, and it was a moment of I, you're trying to fight me, but I'm trying to show you that there is a way to do this properly. Yeah. And even Kanan. Kanan, your master, who you're modeling your lightsaber after, is uh, uh, d- did this whole process. Yeah. And along with that, again, once he starts coming in, he goes, I saved this emitter in case Kanan needed it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, there's references to 
it's it's both of them learning from each other. That it's yeah. it's that the idea behind the scene is that Ezra still has a lot to learn from Hu Yang, and that Hu Yang mm-hmm. still needs to. He's he's a droid, so it's kind of hard for him not to, like, to, to get out of his protocol. But mm-hmm. the idea being that Hu Yang also needs to kind of like relax because the time of the Jedi, it, the, the heyday of the Jedi, is gone. Which is something that they something that they referenced earlier in the show too, when Ahsoka was saying, you know, the Jedi are no longer here. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he's and like, it, and sorry, it goes to show because Hu Yang was like, you know, Ezra was all over the place looking at all these different parts, you know, making a mess, and Hu Yang's like, oh, you want you were Kanan Jarrus's apprentice, you know, this is what he used. There was one of there was only two of these made. Kanan has the other one. This one should belong to you. Like, right. obviously yeah. was like boom, yeah. he knew exactly where it was. And it was also a little bit of a Harry Potter moment. Right. Yeah. 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 Say, yeah. There's a process. There's a reason. There's a process. I know where everything is. Because <laughs> he yeah. found it immediately. Oh right? yeah. He's like, if you just tell me what you need, I will get it for you. Right. <laughs> so, like, so guys, if you were gonna rate this episode out of ten, what would you give it? I are we are we done? I just thought that. No, we're not, not done. We have a we still gotta rate it. Well, we've also got. Let's. Did we talk about Operation Sender? No. Did we talk about Anakin Skywalker's aggressive negotiations? No. I as long as we talk about zombie stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah we do have to talk about the zombie stormtroopers. So the fact that we actually got death death troopers in this right because yep. the whole yeah. thing is is that it wasn't just like <laughs> the joke in here is that you can't really do death troopers in a show or you can't name them death troopers like the zombie death the stormtroopers you can't really call them death troopers because they already exist so that's right. why they called them night troopers but yeah. the easter egg coming in is that we get undead death troopers yeah <laughs> we did that's and like the, the, best. the whole star wars fan base is 50 50 on it some think many think it's super over cheese and the rest of them were like oh my gosh yes thank you because the thing is is the the, the death troopers are already elite troopers to begin with they are so much better trained and so much better than your average stormtrooper because stormtroopers can't kill anything except for like aunt beru but i mean like uh, death troopers (laughs) (laughs) death troopers think about that the only thing that they've actually killed if you look back in star wars the only things that stormtroopers have actually killed was uncle owen and aunt Beru. And we wow. don't know that they actually killed him with blasters. Yep, it's true. Exactly. It's true. But then death troopers, troopers, we have seen death troopers kill people. So mm-hmm. we know that death troopers are already better trained because they can actually shoot stuff. But like yeah. with that, like again, it, like, like people can say it's oh it's cheese and death troopers and you know it's it's too on the nose. Well, no, because the death troopers themselves were more elite troopers. So you make them undead and they're a freaking problem. Yeah. Yeah. Say Wong in the chat sticking up for the Jawas. <laughs> they also killed those yeah. Jawas. <laughs> That's right. They killed Jawas. Okay, we'll give you that. I, I, I will give you that. Uh, but I mean, like, just the the undead nature of these troopers. Like, you know, they they bring them back to uh, from the dead. We get literal mm-hmm. zombies in this. Like, we were guessing that they were going to be zombies. They were literal zombies in this because every time they yeah. killed them, they would just get back up and keep going. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That's oh, great. They, well, and, and they were all full of space farts. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> full of space farts. There's a lot. It must have smelled like ass all through that place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my Sorry, gosh. Frey, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say that I really, I felt like 
like this whole episode, just totally, like the last two episodes especially, were totally giving me Empire Strikes Back vibes. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yes, because like, the well, the whole Sabine thing with her, with the, with the, you know, getting the lightsaber and stuff, that was totally Luke. And the Wampa, Wampa, is that right? Wampa? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and in Empire Strikes Back, and then the whole like going through the uh, graveyard, the whale graveyard thing, that was totally like them like uh han and leia and them trying to get away from the imperials and stuff and yeah, right. yeah so like there was a lot of it the whole thing like the ship coming and saving them at the end like when they jump off that totally reminded me of luke with leia even though like it wasn't like a oh i'm calling you i'm calling you but it was that same kind of feel yeah. and so mm-hmm. yeah so that whole like the whole last few episodes really gave me empire strikes back vibes and i think that's why i thought they were fun yeah. because i felt empire strikes back was fun yeah you know, and, and even like a new Empire hope Strike- was fun. You know, they were all fun, and I feel like Star Wars wasn't hasn't been fun for a bit. And not I since Mando. Yeah. Even yeah. even in uh, how Empire Strikes Back and the good guys lose, like right, exactly. Yeah, so they lost. Everyone they're separated and all of that. Yeah. It's very, yeah. it's very reminiscent. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. So I think this whole thing is like, and and that's how I took it. You know, I mean, we had the, the you know OT fans had to wait. From Empire Strikes Back to Return of the Jedi. And Empire Strikes Back did not end on a really positive note. It was like, well, at least we're not dead. I mean, that right, was right. it. That was the end of Empire Strikes Back. And I felt that in this too. So I was like, no, this is this is the second act. We just got to wait for the third act. And that's mm-hmm. coming up. And that's why I was not like, I can't believe they ended it like this. I was like, no, they should have ended like this. Mm-hmm. It should yeah. be a beginning. It shouldn't be an ending. So... Right. So kind of where Force was going, let's uh let's let's give a rating here. We'll go down the line. Uh Frey, what is your rating on this episode? My rating is 10 Hi Hera, I'm home. Oh, nice. Out of 10. Oh my god, is that Morai? Are we getting a Morai plushie soon? I hope so. <laughs> they, oh, you know what? That was a Morai though at the very end. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh mm-hmm. Fours, what is your rating, sir? I'm going to give it 9 Canaan emitters out of 10 Ahsoka owls. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Uh I am going to give this We'll stick with 10. I like 10. We're going to do 10, 10 Mortis God statues that are gigantic and probably should be seen while you're, while you're flying in on the planet out yeah. of 10 hyperspace jumps that blow Ahsoka back to the planet. Mm. Uh-huh. I am going to go. Should do. I am going to go with 10. I, I can never think of them. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> That's why I go uh, last. I have the same problem. Right. I know. I just, I like, I think of it, then I'm like. Something wait, about Shen. Uh, ten badass space swords. Sure. Ten. <laughs> zombie troopers. Ten night ten troopers. zombie troopers. Red robe night troopers. <laughs> out of ten, the lightsaber should have had a blaster attachment. Oh, yeah. my God. That was that what it was. That should have been a thing. Come on. There you go. I was actually kind of waiting for that. He didn't have time to build it. Yeah. No. I think, I think my other thing was ten dooms that you know <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I forgot that he he had two sabers in Rebels, right? He had the blaster yeah. one and then a, another one after that. The, the one that, that he built after that's that. That's the one Sabine has. And right. that's, that's the one Sabine one. has. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. His first, his staple gun saber. Right. Yeah. The sta right. It I is a staple gun. Hated, I hated no. that staple gun it. saber. It I think it was terrible and a horrible idea. Oh, my God. That was when it was still a kid show. That was the best thing ever. It really was. That was when it was still for kids. James. Having a blaster on a saber. Just saying. Anyway, sorry. I will give this 10 zombie stormtroopers out of um, 10 sad Anakin force ghosts that nobody actually saw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we like, didn't uh, even talk about Shen and her. Oh, okay. no. out, out of ten, uh, Sia haircuts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ten Sia haircuts. <laughs> Now, as an overall series from start to finish, I would give this entire series a 7.5 out of 10, only because the first few episodes leading up to when we saw Anakin were just, they just, they were slogs. They just drug out. It was so bad. So, but so overall, start to finish, 7.5 out of 10. Frey? I would say, I would say 8, probably. I, I don't know if I put the, you know, just a little bit half more, but yeah, 8, it really explored kind of the philosophy and metaphysics and really leaned into the high fantasy of Star Wars, which I think we really needed. High fantasy. I'm going to write that down. Good. That's good. <laughs> fantasy 10 when out you're of high. 10, baby. 10 Woo! out of 10. I like it. That's 10 out of 10. Wow. The perfect series, according to Frey. <laughs> wow. Uh, James, James, what do you got? Speaking of wow. <laughs> hold on, hold on, James. What do you got? I'll give this 10. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld's no. Um, I I love this. And I, you know, I, I made a big mistake going into Secret Invasion where I had expectations and hopes and things like that. And, you know, I have and a, dreams, a and dreams. And you and believed like, in the world. Oh my God, you guys. It was a good show. Stop I believed it. in good no, writing. So it, was this show. It, it, it was missing so much. There was so much. If you compare so, it to the comics, it missed way too much, but it missed the and, mark by a lot. And so Rebels is like my favorite, you know, nugget of Star Wars. Ah, so you did that. I wanted to make sure I went into this without a ton of expectations yeah. and a ton of predictions that, you know, get right, get wrong and get screwed up. Like, I'm glad I got it wrong that um, Shin Hadi was going to um, kill Hu Yang. I'm so glad yeah. I got that right because we can have more Hu Yang down the road. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, so I I love this and I love the, the direction it took. And it, I felt like it took the Rebel show I loved and elevated it as at the same time grounding it in the, the new Star Wars that we know. Right. So I was super mm -hmm. down with it. I give this 10 out of 10. 10 Chimera. <laughs> starships out of 10 little turtle hermit crab guys. No oh, slugs. Three, Sp space no snails. Three Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Snails. Yeah. There were snails. <laughs> ten, ten plated gnocchi. Teenage Mutant yes. Ten plated gnocchi. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this nine extremely angry wannabe ma uh, mother ta uh, thousands. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> They were wannabe mother thousands. They were not as powerful. Uh, out of 10. No, they weren't. Exactly. Uh, out of 10, out of 10 amazing Anakin and Ahsoka relationships of Master and Apprentice going oh, through the entire show. I don't know show. what you're doing with your hands. I'm trying I to find either. the words. I'm trying to find the words. He's he's fused, He's forming a force globe. Yes, exactly what I'm doing. Yes. Uh, they, so with that being space, said. They weren't space wishes. They were space bitches. <laughs> with that being said. <laughs> Speaking of space bitches, 
It is now time. Once again, it's not going to let me do it. Let me do no, it. Won't. You oh. can do it. You can do it. It's oh. time. It's time. We get a season two. To break it down again. I'm bringing down again. All right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Loki season two, episode one, Ouroboros. 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 Loki season two is kicked off on Disney Plus with the God of Mischief back from time hopping drama. We begin right where we left off with Loki in the TVA after it all went down with he who remains Loki is suffering from some sort of Marvel mumbo jumbo ailment. He's uncontrollably <laughs> bouncing between timelines and fits and bursts and throughout the episode sprints around the time variance authority looking for mobius who suddenly doesn't recognize him what'd you guys think of episode one of season two? Oh, i thought it was perfection oh just... let's go to young phil first uh, okay well, if, we, if we're gonna stop we'll start with <laughs> me I thought that there is no stronger way to start this series than the way that they did it. Because we got we got the return of Loki on here. Loki trying to figure out what the hell is going on. We got Ouroboros as a character, and which we're going to get into. But Ouroboros as a character and him being another strong character. We get this whole situation with Kang uh, kind of just kind of going back and forth through different worlds. We get more relationship building with like the different universes. We get more going on with... Uh, uh, just everything that's that's going on in this series is just it's, more Boris. We get more Boris. I, I I said that, but I uh, I mean we get all that. <laughs> we just get really cool looking scenes. Um, it's it's just okay. everything all about right. it is really good. So I mean I don't want to go too far into what we're going to talk about. Well, you did. But yes, it is it is amazing. I thought there was no like I said, there's no way that you start this series any stronger than the way they did it. Yeah, action right. the whole <laughs> show. All right, well we'll see you next week. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, no. Um, do you want me to go? I can go. Yeah, you can okay. go. So, an Ouroboros okay. is, is a snake or dragon that eats itself. Mm -hmm. Yep. In it's so matters of time and space, an Ouroboros could be a closed time loop. So, I have a feeling that has something to do with OB. I think OB uh, has a bigger meaning. I think the character is a bigger participant than what he's giving on there's something going on with him he i think he was there at the beginning of the tva he built everything and i think we didn't see him in the first season because he was hidden from everyone until the choice was made and i think he might be affecting loki's time and i'm calling it squelching because it <laughs> reminded me of harry potter um oh god and uh that because they called it time slipping and so i think that that's like where i am right now that's where i'm sniffing around i think ouroboros's name mobius is it's mobius and mobius but we also know mobius strip is a time travel type of you know theoretical thing uh in science yay science and Woo. so mobius is named that i think that is important as well and i so i think ouroboros is also a clue to something bigger that's going to happen in season right yeah so that's kind of where i am there and i i don't know if loki it was 
out of time, but I do think that Loki did prune himself and so did Sylvie. So that's probably why they weren't affected like everyone else. Uh, when he came back and Sylvie killed he who remains. Hmm. And that's all I got. Uh, so let's go with Easter egg. All right. Well, yeah. Is there, <laughs> is, is there anybody else that has thoughts? I I mean, just kind of it. I mean, the, the series has always felt very reminiscent uh, of like Doctor Who or something like that. It has a very similar vibe to it. I felt like this and episode they, they run a lot. Yeah. I feel like this episode especially felt very much like a Doctor Who episode. I mean, it's with the whole going back and forth and back and forth and all those mm-hmm. weird shenanigans with, you know, the, uh, the time stream. Like, you need this specific thing and this specific thing to this. And that was probably the best sell on Doctor Who that I've ever heard because I have no interest in watching Doctor Who. I hear about it all the time. It's been on forever. And you just sold me. I just may go watch some Doctor Who just for that. Well, there you go. You should. It's, it's, it's very, it, to me, it's like a cross between Tenet and Smith's Doctor Yeah. Who. All I ever hear I really is everybody talking that. about how much they love Matt Smith. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Matt Smith in it, especially the first couple seasons. He is such a big goofball. Like, if you had to say the Doctor Who's were uh, like dogs, Matt Smith <laughs> would be like one of those like beagle puppies that their ears are too long and that they always like, so they're always fumbling around. And David Tennant would be like um, a King Charles uh, Spaniel because he's like all royal and regal and stuff. So, that's kind of how I see it. But I haven't thought about it that much, if you can tell. <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode and part of it was how they told the story in like three different time scenarios or three different time spots but it made yeah. so much sense it was so uh uh creative to show how like hey we're not going to tell you it's the past but technically it's the past you know they just did yeah. something the floor breaks but now we're, we jump back to the present or future or whatever it may be and the floor is still broken so something happened in the past now it's here in the future it is a brilliant example of show don't tell mm-hmm. exactly Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It is as effective filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also like the skin when there was the skin mm-hmm. on there with the question mark, and then and he went to the and he knew it was the future because he saw the skin thing mm-hmm. on there. So it's like those like um what do they call those um atmospheric clues? Yeah. That, to tell mm-hmm. you that something's changed. I think the reason that he can do that now though is because they did kill he who remains. I think when he who right. remains was alive, the TVA was completely Uh out of time and time didn't pass. But once it did, that's when OB showed up and he starts talking about, well, it's been 400 years. So it's like, then they start, there are years now. And so that, I think those were all clues that we should probably Mm -hmm. really think Which is kind of crazy because they all, everybody in the TVA keeps, every time Loki says, I was in the past, they all just keep saying, that's impossible. Time doesn't work that way here. Yeah. 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 I I do think it's kind of funny that everybody does also appear to be immortal. Yeah. Uh, just something I was thinking. I was like, so everybody's just immortal. They're the et- oh my god, they're all eternal. Well, oh well, well no, not just that though. I mean, the, 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 they <laughs> they do talk. I mean, that's partially why they talk about like time not working the same way. There is because yeah. you don't age when you're in the TVA because time doesn't work that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I wonder if people will start aging now. Right. Too well, could be. But all you gotta say is we got a glimpse of some of the cast we saw in season one. We saw mm-hmm. Casey who was yeah. you know, wearing the headphones mm-hmm. and whatnot. He definitely so has a bigger what, role. What does yeah. that tell me? Since Casey is Filipino, Filipino 
Filipinos are immortal. So there you go. Uh, I mean, you're not yeah. wrong because we Throw always talk about the Filipino. We, we always talk about the Filipino genes, right? Wait, exactly. And what he was listening to was yes. the same thing that um, uh, Stephen Grant. Yeah. 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 It's the same podcast. Yeah. Homage. That was. I was kind of cool. I thought that was really neat. And then the whole. Uh, the, I, I just there's something changed. Something changed, and it, it's very confusing. But I thought the first episode of season one and first episode of season two mirrored each other in the chaoticness and us not knowing exactly what was going on until the very end of the episode. Mm -hmm. But they did it in two totally different ways. And I appreciated that. So even though it, it, it just, it brought back that we're talking about the God of mischief. We're talking about a character who thrives in chaos. Yeah. And he's also got a variant who also thrives and like really thrives in chaos. So obviously the show needs to be chaotic and I just thought that it was the perfect balance of that where it mm -hmm. gave us enough to get to get our breath before it switched it up again so that we understood what was going on and we could follow along so I thought mm -hmm. it was well done all right I think they yeah. got they did all this all this like uh setting up how they're going to be telling the story and telling a cool story of like okay he's time slipping let's go fix it mm -hmm. and they have like a mcguffin storyline to fix it did you notice the blast doors by the way yeah. oh yeah. I was like oh my gosh they really do look like like the x-men it looks like yeah. cerebro it was crazy it, it was, was very like, oh. 1960s yeah everything yeah, everything yeah. about the tva no. everything about the tva feels very 1960s yeah i don't know if that's I gonna see, pay I off anything 70s like maybe early 70s that's that's what I that's do, the vibe and I this is this is a it's a crazy theory but <laughs> it's uh i do wonder since obviously the original kang original he who remains was nathaniel richards if there is some fantastic four connection here mm -hmm. right if it is kind of based in the 60s or the 70s that's very oh. that's kind of the same time period yeah, yeah yeah so i do wonder if there's some sort of connection there just since it's you know the richards dynasty or the richards family or whatever yeah right oh, so that's why everything kind of has that 60 yeah -ish it kind of has that aesthetic feel. almost and there is kind well, of a mutant aesthetic okay. too and that could you um there. didn't you like what isn't one of like your theories about that like ob is ob is a no, was it was it? He's OB not or... a variant, but he's like he's the only one in the TV who's not a variant. Also, mm -hmm. yeah. um, but there was yeah. Oh, that we're going to see a Reed Richards variant in the series. Yeah, that was the other thing. I yeah. couldn't remember it just for some reason. Yeah. So and I so, think that'd be cool if we did. Yeah, that would be the coolest. Actually, does this does this feel like 1982 um, Broxton, Oklahoma, to you guys? Because it kind of feels like that too, <laughs> right? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that but we do get that <laughs> at the very end hey how, at the very up. end just trying to segue that in there yeah and no, that I... is actually a story that in the comics like Brockton is where uh, all of the Asgardian gods are uh, resurrected <laughs> Yeah, that's like the new Asgard. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, yeah. So we're going to see. My my thing with that is that I think maybe the universe that we're in now, that Sylvie's in now, might be the one with like classic Loki in it. Oh. And so if we do have the Asgardian oh. guard gods, I said almost a guards, <laughs> gods resurrected uh, in, in Braxton, then we could have another classic Loki. You see like a classic Thor and a classic Odin and a classic, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm, right. Interesting. So, I like that, that is, that like is that. a very interesting uh, uh 
uh, kind of like pool. Like, cause I mean, again, it, it does mm-hmm. seem like they're trying to like move everything back to the comics and everything like that. So I kind of mm-hmm. like the idea of that being kind of the process. Like, oh yeah, we're going into Braxton. It's in 1982. You know, this, are we going to see, <clears throat> you know, like maybe we get to see the comic universe live action. Yeah, that'd be cool. Ooh. Right. Yeah. yeah, that'd be really neat. That one of these universes is actually the comics universe. Right. Yeah, be, that, yeah, really the 616, which is. Well, I guess technically it's not 616. It's yeah. zero or one or something. <laughs> yeah, something probably. like that. But yeah, no, I think that's awesome. I My thing, I've been trying to figure out who I think Mobius is, like what variant he is. I think he might be a variant of, of uh, not oh, uh, not Thor, but Balder. Okay. Not to be confused with uh, Balder or Baldur's right. Gate from D&D. No, no. Balder's yeah. basically, because like, the Thor that we know in the comics is a mashup of Thor and Balder in, in, mm-hmm. in, the, yeah. in, the, uh, in the mythology. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like, that, that'd be cool if they did, like, the separation in there. I just think it'd be kind of cool, like, if, like, that's why he was um, brought in is because he was actually a variant because the Thor is actually amalgamation and that's, like, that was his, you know, his nexus event or whatever. And mm-hmm. they just wiped, and that's why he knows Loki so well. Mm-hmm. So That's crazy to me. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you're blowing my mind <clears throat> I, you know what's interesting though um i like how they're telling this story and i like how they're giving little even though this is episode one and there's only six episodes all these little clues like the little recording that mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. that he was playing the what do they call it the war room yeah right all these little things here and there i love it all i love all these little clues it makes you want to watch this episode like over and over yeah oh yeah again mm-hmm. so I'm, yeah to notice all the little details like the phone ringing it's like it's yes. it's like who was calling and then mm-hmm. it's like, who purged him? Was it him? Was it Mobius? Because Mobius saw the purge stick there. Yeah. And he was like, oh, crap, he doesn't have it. So he may be like, the one that did it. Or Loki my, might have done it to himself. Or my immediate... Or... Sorry. Sorry. Um, my immediate like thought when he was being he was being pruned was like, oh, it's it's Hunter uh B fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was my like, oh yeah, okay, it's Hunter B fifteen. I never even really thought about, oh, it could be somebody else. So yeah, I still kind of think it might be her, like as she was trying to escape in this future timeline that she saw Loki and somehow knew to you know prune him or something. Yeah, so, I, d- or it I could don't... be a variant of Mobius or something like that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I mean that it we don't know. It's just since it was in the future, I was like, well, who knows that he doesn't have it? Well, Loki knows and Mobius knows. So, mm-hmm. but that was after the second time I watched it, though. Uh, but yeah, I just I I think it was a really good first episode, and I think it's the same level that last season was, which makes mm-hmm. me very very happy because this is the first series to have a second season. Yes, and so a lot is riding on this. Like, oh, do we want to do two seasons? ever again or do we just want to make everything a one and done kind of thing given this and is a kind of a short I, format I, series though too yeah yeah so i think you know I, honestly the things that i want to happen next week are i really want loki to change his clothes right um, he, that, this cannot smell good he 
he he's been wearing that for an awfully long time in multiple <laughs> time periods and that you, you can't get that stench off that they just need to burn those clothes get them new ones uh no if they want to film it that's fine add it on uh <laughs> I, and because b15 has a new outfit if y'all didn't True. notice True. um and owen owen wilson's mobius has a new haircut so there's that Wait, i got one thing very, i got a so. thing i got a thing okay okay um what was his name like the the other security guard that was giving him kind of beef that was kind of messing with him the dude with kind of the weird looking nose he's like oh x5 x5 yeah so he's that actor is also the actor you know if, future episode where they go to that uh theater show or something like that and mm -hmm. it has that zaniac um yeah the zaniac yeah the like the chameleon that... or something i think yeah. i can't remember what his name is he's yeah. the actor that gets out of the car like with a big yeah hair. Like, yeah that's the same guy I noticed yeah. that today when I was watching stuff. I was like, wait a second. So they may go back and show how people are pruned right. and drafted or. Well, there's all these branch timelines now. So, right. And I think that part of it, too. I think the reason that Sylvie went to that particular Brockton, Oklahoma, I think it's it, because it was on a branch timeline. And because there are so many things, it's harder to locate people on branch timelines than on the main timeline. So I think that right. is right. something, too. So, But yeah, I'm excited. I like that. I'm, I'm so oh, I'm incredibly excited yeah so no i yeah. loved the first season it's it's up there with my favorite mcu shows it's it's and definitely the... it's definitely leading into it being just as good as the first season if, if, if yeah. the rest of the show is as good as this first episode uh it's gonna I, i'm i'm hoping it'll be just as good as the first season any um any predictions should do what did you say about the temporal loom what were you talking about what would you say that you um, thought where the tva was i was saying that and this is not really a prediction it's kind of just an observation was the, the temporal loom very much resembles the kind of like sacred timeline around the ring of the sacred timeline around the Citadel at the end of time. Mm -hmm. My kind of idea there is that maybe the Citadel at the end of time is the TVA, is the future form of the TVA. It's been destroyed, oh. it's been rebuilt or whatever, oh, that he who remains yeah. is of course the one who remains, that is the TVA. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. And all the threads of, of time have been filtered through the time loom so it's just one loop interesting that is yeah. that's actually a very interesting take i wonder i wonder if that's where they end up going by the end of the season yeah it's kind of explained well that. if they did then he's a nerdstradamus just like mt nerdstradamus <laughs> <laughs> My prediction is uh, Loki goes back to get Sylvie at the McDonald's and Loki invents chicken nuggets. <gasps> you're not you far know, off. You you're not far off. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're you're not <laughs> far off because chicken nuggets were invented in, what, 83? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. maybe. Like yeah. that whole first season thing with D.B. Hooper and, yeah. and just starting the series that way. I'm like, oh, I love it. I want him to do something like that. Something like groundbreaking. Yeah, they need to put something else in there, like another mystery thing or something. That would be so yeah. cool. The thing is, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, um, from one of the trailers that they did uh, when he goes to mm -hmm. McDonald's, or not not even when he goes to McDonald's, when when Sylvie uh, goes to McDonald's in the post credit scene, spoilers, uh, which we've been talking <laughs> about spoilers the entire time, she asks him what's good to get here, and he does mention, well, we have the new Chicken McNuggets. Oh, that's right. Oh. He does, yeah. He does not invent oh, Chicken there. Nuggets. Okay. He invents, uh, he invents uh, sweet and sour sauce. There we go. Maybe we can he invents two new he's sauces. The, he's there's the reason a, we a have Mambo, Mambo sauce. A <laughs> spicy, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
That's good. Uh, anybody else have any predictions for uh, maybe for the next episode or just my, overall for the end of the show? My only thing, and I'll cover this on the Nerd Out as well, right. uh, is kind of the, the time period um, is that it will be sometime in like some medieval Europe kind of thing. Uh, for some reason, it just feels feels like it should be. Well, at some point, they like are going to turn of the century. Yeah, at some point, yeah. they are going to turn of the century because we're going right. to see a point where the two of them see Victor Timely. So. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of that could be kind of a steampunk almost timeline yeah mm-hmm. so we'll see i like it <laughs> he's all we'll see so ratings for the first episode Frey, <laughs> give us your rating i'm gonna give this eight please stop that stupid phone from ringing <laughs> out of 10 jump scares for casey okay 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 uh fours what you got i am gonna give it nine pruning batons out of uh out of 10 tesseracts Tesseract. always bringing the tesseract all right uh, I am going to give this nine broken cracked spots from where the monitor fell on the floor out of 10 duct tapes on a spacesuit helmet. <laughs> Should you? All right. I am going to give it. Yeah. Okay. I'll go 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 10. I'm going to give it 10 intact skins out of 10 X5 is just a bargain based on Axwolves. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, those are deep cuts. That's good. I like it. Wow. We have to do this because it's going to pull my skin off. It's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I give this uh, 10 key lime pies. Okay. Season one. Out of, uh, I want to say, out of 10 ski doos, out of. Ten shots that look like it's out of a Wes Anderson movie because I don't know if it was the sixty vibe, sixties vibe, or or you know Owen Wilson, but it all looked like Wes Anderson to me. I'm like, what is yeah. happening here? Uh, Owen Wilson explaining what jet skis were to everybody was funny as hell to me. Very Wes Anderson. <laughs> that was very Wes Anderson. It was. Yeah. By the way, uh, another prediction. Did you see that um, in the clip that Loki pops up at like a sea do like shop yeah. that's selling mm-hmm. sea do? Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna see how mobius gets plucked or pruned gets pruned or yeah. drafted into the tva yeah. okay well you know you know what my biggest prediction is oh what is it my biggest prediction here is that if you are ready for it ladies and gentlemen we uh hold on i gotta do this the right way oh jesus we got merch people <laughs> <laughs> We got merge people. We have hat for $35 and we $30 hat. if you buy. We have hat. just one, just one hat. Yeah. Hat. We have, we and have its name left. is hat. There, there were only two. The other one is with Kanan Jarrus. But <laughs> we have two hats, by the way. <laughs> we also have shirts. We got two different shirts. So all you got to do is DM us at Distance Nerdy on Instagram. Let us know what size you're looking for. Young Phil has both shirts right there in front of us. You can have the regular logo shirt or the uh, the shirt that James is, is wearing right now. The the Una Unipool, especially Unipool. <laughs> character shirt hey you can tell me suck my gut in come on i've been eating mcnuggets <laughs> i don't want people to look at my titties <laughs> trying to look at my mcnuggets boy <laughs> so we Your got McMuffin. a bunch of different oh. sizes my mcmuffin top um, <laughs> we got a, a ton of sizes i think it's up to 4x so if you're interested we got them come get it 20 bucks or 25 if we got to ship it to you and if you still want more shirts we got luchorillas.com who have shirts who have the nerdorilla i'm gonna pop this into the chat the Luchorillas! <laughs>
Yeah. Woo. Speaking of, Eric was in the chat earlier. Yeah. You know what? I didn't get to play one for him. for So I know he's not here right now, but Eric, just for you, when you listen to the episode later. L.A. Night. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to yeah. do, do it for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, chat is Julie. She chimed in. Nice. Loki. Yeah. 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 Wow. He's in. yeah. Wow. Breakdown. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Oh my God. Do you know how you could actually do that as a recording? Low K I. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I mean, the show does take. And if you want Phil to say it, jump on the Monday game stream oh from my God. 8 a.m. until 12 noon. He's got a new AI. AI Young Phil is there. All you got to do is, <laughs> is type in what you want him to say, and he says it, and it sounds sounds so much i'm like, sorry it's crazy i'm sorry crazy. that is probably the most fun we've had on a game stream <laughs> in a long time we spent 45 minutes at the beginning of the show of me not playing video games because we were having so much fun making the ais say like because it's not just me right like there's an arnold schwarzenegger one there's a uh <laughs> there's like all different characters that are in there that you can make say whatever you want you know so like like, you know, we were making stuff like we made we made Ryan Reynolds profess his love to me. <laughs> Does, does oh, the AI you made him right. do it? We made. Does the AI have record of every single episode of Distance Learning ever made to basically make adapt itself to your voice no. so that it's perfect? So what it did, what we did, um, there were fifty lines that they had, uh, like they had a script of fifty lines that mm -hmm. I had to, and I did this on stream. You can go pull up the stream from two weeks ago, and I'm on stream doing this. There were fifty lines that they had uh, that I had to read off of a script and I recorded it and then sent it into the uh, the company and within like five minutes it had the AI built ow okay so That's it's not 100% cool. accurate it, it kind of is because James wrote in the entire beginning of the show like all my lines from the beginning of this show and it sounded exactly like me That's weird yeah wow. I'm just saying, the more you load in the better it's gonna sound yeah because it's, it's yeah. got to be able to capture every single emotion yeah it was it's nuts. a witch burn it with fire i'm right. sorry it, it kind I of apologize. is but i mean like so so if you guys want to have fun with us uh and i just added a couple things uh so the the ai itself is really fun there's all oh my god force you would love this there is the announcer voice from uh from clone wars oh really oh, oh wow so Taylor? no it, it was uh so so if you type in it's so it, it's a question system so you can ask the Star Wars announcer a question and he'll answer uh, the question with a crawl. <laughs> Right, and it's That's exactly great. the same voice. It's it's like you know you ask him any questions and he'll make it Star Wars related and just be like uh you know in our last episode you know, and it just like keeps on going. Now there's also there, Tom Kane, Tom Kane, Tom Kane. Tom Kane. Yep. Yeah. The, okay. We we also have the Dragon Ball Z announcer, but he does not sound like the Dragon Ball Z announcer at all. It depends upon which Dragon Ball Z announcer you go with because there were two separate ones. I think it may have been whichever one was the newer one. It didn't sound like the the one that we're all used to. Okay. Next so time on Dragon Ball Z. It wasn't that guy. Yeah, that's um, that's the guy who plays Grown Up Gohan. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so it turns out the AI actually works better if you can find a way to load everything you've ever, basically every show you've ever done yeah. into it. And it will just, 
that's that's like saying, you know, can we have a new Batman, the animated series with Kevin Conroy? Yes, we can, because all they'd have to do is get everything he's ever done. That's also uploaded that's also they, kind of a problem, because that's what the, yeah. well, that's what SAG is trying to fight against is because if you do something like that, then what do you need actors for? Yep. Exactly. Well, I mean, James Earl Jones is like 119 years old. So James having Earl that Jones, AI Vader was great. <laughs> but James Earl Jones uh, gave permission for them yeah. to start using to continue continue using his voice in an AI as Vader. But he never gave permission like for his face or anything like that. Right, so right. they so can't they can use on- anything like that. Right. They right. can only use his voice as Darth Vader. Because he didn't give mm. authorization for like, oh, we we you can we can use him as Mufasa. No, it's mm-hmm. only nope. as Vader. Yeah. Yep. James Earl Jones has uh given permission permission to come on the download, which is on Tuesdays from six thirty PM <laughs> to eight thirty PM. Come get some nerd news and then if you want more James Gerald Jones show up on Thursdays on the build from <laughs> 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. while he uh, AI builds the Legos. <laughs> the AI is definitely the AI one building brackets. the Legos. <laughs> Uh, now with that guys this week on, on this week's build I'm continuing uh, the Hogwarts castle uh, just to kind of show you guys where I'm at now unless you're building Ahsoka's spaceship it doesn't matter to me right now so oh my gosh. so it's got like all the different rooms right which is actually kind of Room? cool rooms uh, rooms rooms rooms, so rooms. Like wizard's chest <laughs> the key room you know mm-hmm. still not Ahsoka's spaceship no it's not it's Hogwarts <laughs> because we're getting into Harry Potter now dickbag uh... <laughs> We're going into Christmas season. It's Harry Potter time. Yeah. So <laughs> what? Yeah. So it's it's yeah, Harry Potter. Every Harry, Christmas Harry Potter movie has Christmas in it. Oh my gosh. So oh, does it really? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So that's what I'm building right now. Uh, this week. Uh, so Christy Shin is gonna come on for about the first 20 minutes of the show. Uh, to promote her Kickstarter, we're gonna talk about the the new book that she's putting out and everything like that. And that's then we're awesome. doing spoops all brackets. Uh, we're Woo. doing Halloween. Uh, Halloween special Halloween bracket. Uh, Graveyard is so excited about this, and so are we. But uh, it is a specific best horror franchise bracket. Oh wow! Ooh, yeah, that's so gonna we're gonna be toughy. That's the toughy tough one. Just and in time for Thanksgiving. And, yeah, and it's a big <laughs> one. Uh, it, I know it's a big seed one, and uh, that's the reason we're doing an all bracket episode. So well, that way we can try and catch up as much as possible. Mm. Oh yeah. So awesome. And so Christy's awesome too, by the way. Yeah, Christy Shaw is amazing. We're uh, so we'll, we'll have Christy Shin on the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so I'm just so glad that I could make it with you guys. Do you mind if I give you my pluggables? Absolutely. All right. Uh, give us your pluggables, Frey. Where where can people find you? Well, you can find me on my channel, which is Frey Girl. Uh, I have a couple of series going on with Shadu. Uh, the main series is called Classified, and it's where we take your favorite fandoms and our favorite fandoms, and we classify them into Dungeons and Dragons classes. So we're talking bards, cleric, barbarians, hunters, all sorts of stuff. We have a Loki one out now, so if you want to see what we thought Loki season one characters where they fell, you can stream you can actually stream it off of my YouTube channel. Uh, and then I'm on not only here on Tuesdays, but also on Saturdays, I do Saturday Morning Nerd Out with uh, Graveyard, who was on the build on Thursdays. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we talk nerdy stuff. We've got a Loki game going on right now that all of these people and uh, hosts here ha- are participating in. Last week uh, our very own Fours won the week. Got the prediction Ooh. right. So we're, we're we're seeing if he's going to get his prediction this week. 
let's see what kind of streak we can get fours on. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm on uh, all of our Discord, Fiber Cave Productions. I'm on Distance Nerding. You can find me there. I'm on social medias. I've got everything there. It's Frey Comics pretty much everywhere. Uh, yeah. All Good right. Night. It is. It really is. <laughs> Shadu, Woo! your remaining pluggable, sir. Yes. So I am SHDU. Uh, I am SHDU Studios here on YouTube and on Instagram. I do short films, music, and other nerdy stuff. Uh, Frey basically covered classified. Uh, we also have another series called Journals of Glasses, which is kind of a companion series to it, where we go through each of the D&D classes and their subclasses. Um, I believe we'll have a new episode of Classified coming out this Friday on The Thing. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, specifically. Uh, also, I'm in the Distance Learning Sphere. I am on the download on Tuesdays, which, of course, is the show you're watching. Uh, the Build on Thursdays, and I am on Kyber Cave for the Saturday morning. Okay. Awesome. Fours, you and your fucking catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you are an owner of a prop lightsaber from the Saber community, mm. places like Vader's Vault, KyberCave.com, or even custom Dark Wolf Sabers, I implore you, please visit SaberFont.com and you can get a sound font to plug into your Saber to make it sound absolutely amazing. While you're over there, go ahead and just uh, support all of my fellow font makers, guys like Juan Sif and Harry Solo Fonts, and the hundreds of fonts that are there just waiting to be loaded onto your prop saber. You can find me over at Kyber Cave Productions on Friday, leading a little show we like to call Beard in the Chair, where I am accompanied by the Husbeard Graveyard. And this month we are playing nothing but horror games and it's a blast. Love it. You can also find me right here on Distance Nerding, Tuesdays, Thursdays, rocking out the download, the build, all of the, all of the best things. So until I see you again, may the fours be with you and we will see you right here on Distance Nerding. Spooptacular. All right, Jamez. <laughs> Jamming on the one. Till next time. No? Damn it. <laughs> How come I don't have a catchphrase? <laughs> have something you want to discuss even if it's a catchphrase tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the facebook group the distance nerding tin post of course guys if you want to support us if you want to help us the best way that you can do that is to head over to distancenerding.com and join the taco party guys join the taco party it's the best way to help us continue to do all the entertaining things that we try to do for you on these channels that we are on uh and and with all of our friends and everything like that uh you know continue helping us out guys uh, uh, because we will continue getting you prizes. Actually, matter of fact, we forgot to do it today. James, we'll do it next week. But we're gonna give away some prizes on the on the stream tonight. Ooh. We didn't do it, so uh, let's uh, let's plan on doing that next week and maybe on the build this week too. We're gonna give away a whole bunch of prizes. We got a whole bunch of Shazam mini uh, uh, mini pops. What? Yeah. You can dip your prize into my sweet and spicy Jamez. No, that's not a good. Uh, no, no, let's no. Here would be mine. This would be mine. Mine would be same fray channel same fray time i would say you want to get frazy let's get frazy no. <laughs> i feel like that's too angry no but that's it's still a batman quote i know <laughs> but it's it, it has it has to do with your name it, yeah but so does the one that i said and mine is also batman and also when catwoman was on the batman 66 show they said same cat channel same cat time I that all right well ladies and gentlemen you can connect with us on instagram <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Threads, YouTube, Discord, MySpace, Vine, GeoCities, Friendster, Second Life, AIM, Farmers Only, Christian Mingle, OnlyFans.
The only pictures of Aaron Watson's feet, sandals, and the beard. Oh, so sexy. Now, <laughs> if you want to, you know, if you'd like us to break up with your boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, pet, schoolyard bully, annoying neighbor, or just want to tell us how much you enjoy us, hate us, or wish the internet would consume us, send us an email at everybody's favorite place, Dist. It was a really great show tonight. Jam me up with the spice. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I almost put Jammy Tart Jam as 5,000. Earlier, you want you want me to jam your nuggets? No, 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 no. that that sounds yeah. weird and dirty. Sounds gross. Yeah, it's nerding at aol.com and we will read it <laughs> on air. <laughs> oh my god, I got it! I finally got it, James. I have your catchphrase. You ready? I'm John Mez, and I love you five thousand. Oh, oh, that's good. That's a good. That's good. One. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's are pretty you good. are you that into commitment? I think John I Mez is upset he didn't come up with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's good. I like it. Oh, thanks. And keep Nerding. jamming you up 5,000. together. Jammy Tot Jamas 5,000. That is good. Uh, James, I need you to say it one more time. Thanks. And jam me up 5,000. <laughs> All right, let's 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 go Thanks. with that, nope. ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for the dance party. Uh, let's get it going. I have, to, I have to see it. I have to write it down and see it. To write. Hey, dude, that's the wrong blue guy. The silence in that joke is that plank can't talk. Production of the Distance Nerding Podcast and Time for Tacos Media. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Distance Nerding. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and keep nerding together.